Israel the GOAT. I'm not letting it go either because y'all tripping. I'm a black man, black man, I'm sorry. I'm the black man, black man, I'm sorry. I'm the black man, black man, I'm sorry. You ready, Caleb? You ready? Here we go, here we go, here we go. Welcome back to another episode of Black Man Do Talk, where we have overdue <laughs> conversations from a black man's perspective. It's your boy, Caleb Edward Lee Berry. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> I'm your host, Street Hills. Good guy. I'm your host, Trey. Trey McCall. Yes, and we are back. How y'all doing, man? How y'all, bruh? So, real quick, tell us, tell us about you. Why did you grab my hand? <laughs> I like made this? it weird on purpose. <laughs> <You> was, <laughs> if I knew it was happening, I would have been cool, but it, was, it just shocked me. I made it weird on purpose. You made hey, it weird. Yeah. Good job. Good why job. Why is bro? I can't embrace my bro? Not like that. Nah, he gave me the AO. Like, I can't embrace my brother. So, I, I will say, <laughs> 90% of the time I use the AO, it is like, AO. But the other 10%, it's just like, AO. <laughs> I oddly know the difference. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that, and that was that ten percent. Okay, so question, answer. Let's just say, uh-huh. sure, hypothetically, you walk in the room. Let's mm-hmm. pontificate the possibilities. And it is a group of men eating. Yeah, I'm still pondering. And as a group of men are eating, mm-hmm. this is a very prolific Caleb's question. At the edge of the table. Sure. Why is he at the edge though? Okay. Because <clears throat> he's leading the conversation. Mm-hmm. And my head. Is resting on his chest. His bosom. Yes. What's your first thought? Okay, show me, demonstrate it to me um, right now. I'm good. But let, let me know your thoughts. Like, it depends on how it looks. Like, if it, is it like a... I'm relaxed. I'm, I'm, I'm nestled. Oh, your head. What's oh. my first thought? No, no, no. I'm, no, no, I'm, I'm nestled on you. I want to know his thoughts. Uh, <laughs> so, like, no, are, y'all, are y'all eating? We were eating. Y'all were eating. We chilling out. The meal's over. And my chill location was on his bosom. Is on his bosom. That's where you're finding rest. You know where I'm going with this. I do. So just answer the question. I <laughs> I want to gather some more information. Is that okay with you? <laughs> I'm on a fact finding mission. He's gonna add details to Nestle. your story. <laughs> okay. So are you reclined? No, I'm not. Okay. Your feet your feet aren't kicked up. No. Okay. How are how are you posture? Are, you, are your feet crossed like this? I'm, like I'm, this. I'm, I'm down, but I'm lean, nestled. <clears throat> okay, so it's like a nestled. Gotcha. Snug. Hey, are y'all having conversation? Everybody chilling. Everybody talking. Okay, so it's more than just y'all in the room. Yeah. How, wh- how is he postured? Is he like rubbing your head or anything like that? Nah, no time. Nah, so he's just chilling. Yeah, he's chilling. You just making contact. Yeah. You on my chest? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nigga. I don't know how you just now got there. I just wanted to, to you make not, you, you understand what's happening, right? I know exactly. I know exactly what's happening. Okay, just check it. Yeah. Okay, you, you're about to game for like a couple months now. So you said what? The, 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 you passed the game, right? No, if you still. Uh, oh, I, but I'm being my word though. <laughs> so I, I'm still being my word. Okay. I know what's happening. So you you want to know what my too. response would be? Yeah. Move over, nigga. That's it. All that for that. I ain't gonna hold you. I feel like that's legitimately what his answer would be like. He'll probably make a facial expression, be like, "Hell, move, nigga." Yeah, that would happen. I've always wondered, like, just like uh, how we, you know, associate um, masculine intimacy. Yeah. You know, especially looking at things done in the Bible. I'm like, man, uh, if people would have seen things that Jesus did, yeah, and then. Jesus did with his disciples, yeah. culturally speaking, if we look at it in our culture, some people would 
refer to him as feminine or beta. Yeah. Et cetera. I was about to say, nah, because even with that, like, beta. in my brain, when you first brought it up, the first thing that came to mind was, culturally, we don't just do stuff like that unless, you know hey, what I'm saying? Yeah. What was that for? That was the 10%. That was unless. Gotcha. No, that was the 90. Huh? What? Nobody knows what's going on. How was that a 90? I don't know. Nope. I'm not helping. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just like we we culturally here in America, we don't really do stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? And so, but like when you go to somebody else's culture and they do stuff like that, I don't don't trip on that. Because like even there's one country, I forgot exactly where they are, but like the dudes literally kiss each other on the cheeks all the time. Like that's their greeting. Ours is, what's up, my G? Theirs is. And when I see them do that, I don't trip. Cause I'm just like that's just that's literally y'all's culture. Lil Wayne did it. Everybody was tripping. Yeah, cause we don't do that out here. <laughs> we don't. But like, but like, I, but but for but, but for Birdman and Wayne, it was like we're like the Italian mob. You know what I'm saying? So I greet my brother. Yeah, nah, they like, yeah. All three of y'all. Hey, all three yeah. of y'all. Yeah. Take all three of these kisses. All right, go ahead. Uh, Very interesting, bro. You had a dope weekend. I can did. You, can you talk to us I a little bit about that, man? I did have a great weekend. It was. Uh, Got a chance to uh, be a part of a, a men's a men's conference out in Houston. Um, shout out to the to to the team, Reg, Ezekiel, uh, Darius, Will, um, Jared. And, uh, shout out to uh, Pastor Pastor Jerry Flowers for uh, hosting us and and uh, really just allowing us to come in and speak life into the men. Man, it was dope, bro. It was uh, it was very filling. Um, at some point, I'm going to sit down and kind of decompress from the whole weekend, bro. It was it was it was amazing. Yeah. It was so amazing. Shout out to the Street Man. I'm gonna give Can't I'm gonna do. give the Street some flowers, bro. He he left Seattle, flew into Houston, and he came and he was apart, bro. He was hanging out, man. And I looked up after one of the sessions, and Street is back there, cleaning up, helping vacuum, moving chairs, bro. So Indeed, shout out, shout out to him, man. Give yourself a button. If I was there, I would have. Give, give, give yourself a button. Bro. But yeah, bro. It was it was dope, man. I I just thoroughly enjoyed the the challenge. Um, of of just all the words that were shared, and yeah. then um, being able to speak into men that are older than me, and bro, talk talk about just, how. Yeah. And I know we without even going into details, because yeah. I, I feel like some things are just like, man, that was that was our moment. But fam, like how one <clears> thing that everybody said in like the green room was, this is a different breed of men. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we got there Friday. Yeah, Friday night, and. We uh we opened up the weekend, and the one thing we knew we didn't know like what was going to happen, how stuff was going to go down. But the one thing we knew was this this group of men, they were so 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 hungry, and it was almost like we were there just stewarding the overflow. Mm. Mm. You know what I'm saying, yeah. like. It, I like it. I don't even look at it as I poured into man. I was just stewarding what was already in them. Yeah, helping them kind of manage what was going to be coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, and just quick story, we can move on. Um, there was a guy. His name was Jasher, and this man, he drove from Valdosta to Atlanta. Wow. On the way from Valdosta to Atlanta, he ran out of gas, walked several miles. Until he found somebody to pick him up and drive him to a gas station, get gas, drive back, put gas in his car, still drove to Atlanta, flew to Houston. He did all that just to get to that 
day and a half mm-hmm. conference. There was another guy. His name was Ryan. He bought a ticket, literally, literally bought a ticket Friday night. Flew in from Indianapolis to Houston. Didn't have a rental. Didn't have a hotel. Wow. He was just like, I just know I need to be here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, all these different stories, man. It was just it's a very impactful <clears throat> weekend. Sometimes you go places and you, 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 you're pouring. Um, sometimes you go places you're receiving. Um, this, I don't think... Yeah, that this wasn't neither one of those. This was watering. This was like, you have something in you. We're helping you bring it out. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that, man. I'm glad to hear that. It was good. Watering and pruning. That was the. Was that the first one that y'all have had? No, that was the third one. That was the third one. That was the third one. Yeah, we did one in Atlanta. Oh, that's the same. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, same group. Yeah, then we did one in Brooklyn in October. Nice. Okay. Well, look, I'm I'm looking for the uh, for the next ones because I'm definitely trying to pull up next time. For sure, yeah, indeed, bro. Indeed, I'm waiting for this coffee to kick in because your boy is kind of a little gas. Yeah, bro. But yeah, like um, shout to you. You know what I'm saying? Shout to you picking me up in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Cause, uh, <laughs> or drop me off. Cause, <laughs> I bro. told Street. I said, bro, if you come in and wake me up, I'll take you to the airport. But if you don't do it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ubers. Bro, I, I had at least spend over two hundred dollars on Ubers this bro, weekend. I'm already knowing. Yeah, but you know. God is good. So, uh, yeah, man. Caleb Berry. Let's talk about the convo. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, we ain't do wow. that, bro. Technically, I didn't even talk about mine. Yeah, I'm gonna say neither one of y'all did. It's Come cool. on, bro. You summed it up. You're good. It's, <laughs> okay. Nah, it was uh, it was a rough week, but you know, we we here. Uh, the Lord definitely uh, is gracious. Uh, this niggas ain't even listening. I'm going to talk to y'all. It's gracious. Uh, it's, gracious. it's gracious. I heard it's nigga. gracious, bro. What is? On, What's nigga? gracious? You said you had a tough week, God is but the gracious. Lord is gracious. Nigga. Okay. All yeah, right. nigga. All I right. work with kids. I can do both. All Give right. me a button. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about? We were literally about? on the same side. <laughs> I, I, he turned on you so quick just now with a button. With one press. Nigga, I put coffee in your belly. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like the way that's out. <laughs> you drinking the coffee I made, nigga? <laughs> oh, wow. Hey, yeah. Anyway. That's the, that's the 90? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, he's gracious. I, uh, oh, man, I got to be honest with the Lord. I was just like, man, I don't trust you. And then I was like, you do what you will with that. Turn the music up and just kept driving. And uh, what? That, was my, that was literally what happened in the car. You know what I'm saying? And I was just like. I don't know where to go from here, Lord. So you're gonna have to sanctify this little spot. And so, but man, he was just he was just uh comforting me throughout the week. I was also like, God, like, oh, this is dope. I was also like, God, like if this is space I'm supposed to be in, I, I feel like I'm supposed to be seeing something. Like, why ain't nothing happening, right? And uh I even literally was like, Lord, is this something I'm supposed to be doing just where I'm at? And then uh, and specifically with even like the logo business. Yeah. Uh 20 minutes later, I get a um a client, you know. Uh, she watched the podcast and from Yo. California and she hit me up. I was just like, all right, Lord, we got to start. We, we plugging you every episode, bro. Hit my <laughs> man up. He need, he, he, he do work. Crazy work. Like, for real, crazy, crazy work. work. And it's been, it's been dope. So like, even just that, that little notification that I got, it was, I felt like the Lord was like, Hey, I do see you. I've been seeing you. You know what I'm saying? So keep working and keep preparing. So I love it. I it was love dope, it. man. It was dope. I love it. Indeed. 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 So Trey, can black people be racist? Uh, <laughs> that's where we going. Can we intro the topic a little bit better? Dang, that? a little bit better. That's not even a topic. Yeah, that's just a question. Kinda. 
ask you a question. How? Because I'm trying to I figure out like how you we'll we'll get, Yeah, we'll get to that question. We gotta. I, I really want to talk about uh, your boy, your favorite Abbott. governor. Who? Abbott. Greg Abbott. Did you read the flyer that we posted? We had. We've had several conversations about this. Yeah. I, I, I saw. I saw our flyer. Yeah. About the conversation. Yeah. And then I. I know who Greg Abbott is. Yes. He's our. Mayberner. Governor. 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 You seem to be real ridiculous. (laughs) Indeed. You never cease to amaze me. (laughs) I'm not the most politically inclined person. I'm more so results and uh, how it affects me. I don't even know what that means right now. But how do you get results? You got to start somewhere. I I let niggas start and I come and do the stuff afterwards. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, yo, you know, I don't know how to... I don't know how I don't have to know how to plane flies. I'm like, hey, let me just get in and go to my destination. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Somebody else can pilot. I guess. Oh. Okay. All right. Well, pilot this. Go ahead, brother. It was him. I, but I guess I will, sure. I was about to say you kind of went off on on on, on the story. Well, that's because I just wanted to make sure I was, you know. You know what's funny, bro? I found I'm out sure. I actually, actually seen the story because it went to my Facebook. I don't know how, bro. But we got to disconnect that. Bro, yeah. it's, it connected to my personal Facebook. Yeah, I was like, we gotta disconnect why that. it look like Trey? Because it is. <laughs> it's on my Facebook. So I was like, That's why I was telling about? you, bro. We got to deconnect that stuff from and, you. And once I started here, he was talking about I was like, let me delete this. When I was yeah. a youth pastor, we had uh, when we go through rabbit trails, I would always have the kids shoot the rabbit when we would go down little rabbit holes. It's always holes. Caleb, bro. Oh, that's that. Okay. It's always Caleb. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think sometimes he just, he be in his own world, bro. I don't know. Bang. Bang, All right, the rap is dead. All right, yeah, so bro. can black people be racist? We're going to talk about Greg Abbott. Gonna, so okay. Gregory Abbott, um, it was February, it was sometime in February. Um, black History Month. Wow. Yeah, bro, that's crazy. This, this he is bold. He is bold. So during Black History Month, Gregory Abbott, the governor of the great state of Texas, put out a statewide policy that would remove and roll back all DEI language across state agencies. What is DEI, Trey? I'm glad you asked, Mitchell. DEI is diversity, equity, and inclusion. Why is it important? Short, short answer, America has a history of discriminating against minority people. So... DEI is placed into certain institutions, companies, et cetera, et cetera, to ensure that minority groups, people who are disenfranchised, all those types of things are not only accounted for and given fair opportunity, but when they get into these institutions and agencies and schools, DEI also makes sure that they are accommodated, both socially. Um, if you're at a school, they make sure like certain programs are there. You know, if you're disabled, they make sure you are able to move around the campuses and the buildings, you know, i.e. like, you know, wheelchair ramps and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, man, which is, yeah, so that's kind of what DEI is. Um, it's funny, though, because I was reading up on, like, just what came out of his office, and one of his one of uh, the representatives from, from uh, Greg Abbott's office actually said that DEI goes against federal hiring practices mm-hmm. which I, 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 I saw i saw him questioning uh one of the chief people um of uh the dei office 
Yeah, so so it so but this was just he said it's against federal hiring practices, which again is not true, right? This came this uh it was um uh a state representative that represents uh, Lubbock. Forget his first name, I think his last name is like Leper or something like that. Um but essentially he's like I've never really respected DEI. Um I think he said DEI for him stands for division, inequity and indoctrination. Um which is just, you know, Cherry, cherry on the top of the ice cream, bro. Because the fact that you know, it's creative. I'm not gonna lie. Was, you said what? It's pretty. This is pretty creative. I know you like that kind of stuff, yeah, don't it was, you? It was nice. I, yeah, I I'm sure you could appreciate that. Leper points. That's your. That's your guy, right? Lyrically points. That's your. No, Lyrically. no. Let's go ahead and back him completely, right? Though. Uh, What's his first name? I don't know. His last name's Leper. So. Hey man. He's representative out of love. Got some skin in the game. Ah, oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. I will allow you to give a button for that. Yes, good job. Indeed. Uh, but yeah, yeah. So I mean, like Caleb said, the fact that they roll these things out during Black History Month, some would say it's a coincidence. I would say probably not. <laughs> um, I think for me personally, that that kind of reads into just the whole spirit of all this. Um, let's not also forget they have been attacking critical race theory in schools um, and institutions hard, mm-hmm. hard, like so heavily. The last several months, year or so, so yeah, that's so kind of. I, I think in uh, kind of we're at. in i in ideal, ideally, I see how DEI can work. Practicality, I I honestly, large scale, and this this isn't to discredit any position or the work being done, but large scale. I don't think it practically is effective. I was that was one of the things I was from gonna ask what, actually. From what, what you don't think it's effective from what? So what are uh, some before what do you, we even you, get to that? What are some of the practices? What do you quantify? You I mean it depends on well, the, the, the so so like I said, ideally, like when you like when you <clears> hear it, I'm like, well, yeah, absolutely. Like if 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 that gets you to the end goal of making sure everyone has equal equal, equal opportunity, yeah. you know what I'm saying, equity in that aspect. And then you have to talk about the difference between equity and equality. But essentially, um, for me, uh, only because it's connected to HR and has no direct connection to CEOs. Mm. It does. No, it does. No, no. Yeah. People who, now, Mike. Well, what, what do you mean maybe, by, what do you mean by that? What if, do you mean? If, if you are DEI, if, 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 you're, if you're hiring that position, typically you're going to be placed into an HR department. And they categorize it that you're not actually talking to people that are the movers and shakers. Are you talking about the that's people that work in DEI like yeah, departments? Actual workers, yeah. So and, and, and you're saying they're not effective? I, I, I never said like like I said. I think ideally, I think the position and the mindset is effective, but practically, I don't like. I don't see how that can large scale really benefit. And I say that because how it was birthed, it's almost like Nike all of a sudden being Black Lives Matter passionate. Mm-hmm. It was birthed out of civil rights. Civil rights happened. We need to make sure we're, we're good on PR. Let's push this forth. Mm-hmm. George Floyd dies. Let's make sure people are good on uh, um, uh, PR. So DEI, let's make, like, when, when they come to our job, it's like, hey, we, we, we're paying somebody very well in this position. And not only that, like, yo, they're doing, they're doing a great job in making sure things are going right. And so that's, that's almost like the, the um, the outcome essentially it's 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 just a PR stunt and not only that 
ironically enough, 70 76% of the hires that ended up being DEI, people that worked the position, were white. So it's almost like counterproductive. You know, so that's, it's just interesting to me. Now, I'm not saying okay. ideally. Ideally, yes, everyone should have an equal opportunity. Okay. And I, I, I think that people that work the positions have the mindset to put that forward. Sure. But you, at a certain level, man, like it's almost like working in a position of a nonprofit and never have any access to the CEO thinking things are going to get done mm-hmm. the way that the people at the bottom need to see it happen. And, and the only way to make that happen is if you have direct connection to the leaders, the movers, and the shakers. Yeah, no, I agree. So you're saying it, it, there, it could, the process could be better. The, the implementation of the practice could be better. I'm saying that the actual position itself, the way things are working, it was down. It was. It was. It was. It was almost doomed to fail from the beginning. Yeah, you say, but but you're saying it's, it, it's it, like it's like I said. It's just. It seems like just PR. But in in. In, Do companies in really want to be diverse? That's that's the question I'm asking. In practical, I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's know. what I'm trying to say. Because if, if that was the case, then that means it would already be happening. But when it's not happening, and then you hire somebody in the diversity position, and they're not even diverse themselves, not to say not to say you have to be, but did things actually change in the workplace? On a practical note, what would you say it does? So I, I, I hear your point, but. The answer isn't to then get rid of it. Well, so what I what I hear from what you're saying I think is the it was actually the solve. That's what I'm trying to say. Whatever whatever name you want to slap on it, this isn't anything new. Like we've had affirmative action. You know what I'm saying? We've had all the we <clears throat> we've had certain we've had a, these different things like just take on different names. So like For I'm sure. not I'm not saying I'm not saying DEI was <clears throat> the best thing in the world, and we've increased diversity a hundredfold across all platforms. I also will say the answer is to not get rid of it. So, okay, you know so, so, so ideally, so, so to, I, ideally, I rock with affirmative action. Yeah, Practically, it's not. Yeah, it's not the best. So again, I rock let's, with let's say for instance, it gets taken away, right? Yeah. What changes? So then there's no. So a very basic one is like one thing that a lot of I'm a friend <clears> who works in DEI. So one of the things she does mm-hmm. is she's making sure that people, um, when they're reviewing applications. That there's diversity in who they interview. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think that's a very practical one, right? Especially yeah. considering considering the job market right now, a lot of people are having trouble getting interviews. Okay. And so potentially that, because like names and stuff like that. Because I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even attributing to anything to that right yeah. now. I'm just saying because it's tough getting a job mm-hmm. right now. I think it's almost a necessity to have somebody in there that's saying because it's tough we need to make sure we're being fair with who we're bringing in to interview mm-hmm. that so that's kind of that's that's one of the, like the main things i see also like but what but again even with that what hinders them from even getting to the spaces like na- like for instance jobs names on applications would you say that's are you are that, you are you asking like what, what you, like I'm, I'm trying to get detailed in the practicality of it right does somebody come and say yo y'all have passed up uh, Ashanti and so and so and so and so. Oh, and like all like these, how, how the pro- yeah, I'm, I'm not like, I'm not I'm not versed in like how the actual practices happen. I just I'm 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 aware of like just high level goals, right? Mm-hmm. So it's again increasing transparency in how uh, companies are hiring mm-hmm. because that's an issue. 
You know what I'm saying? That's an issue that people have recognized. It's also, um, when you talk about reaching out to the community, <clears throat> it's making sure that there's diversity and um, awareness in what, pe- in what these big Fortune 500 companies are giving their time to when it comes to volunteerism mm-hmm. and how they're spending their money when it comes to outreach. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's also a big thing that they do. And then also just in general, I think, like you said, they work very closely with um, the HR department when it comes to culture and um, social responsibility. Uh, not really. Um, they're not really HR, um, but they work. They work hand in hand with them. Um, so they so they kind of work on like internal culture, um, just the social environment at companies. So and then we're not even talking about when you get to the university side, which is what he's attacking first. Mm-hmm. So you have to really look at like what's lining up here. So they attacked they attacked CRT. Now they're taking away. Um, diversity, like the language in in universities. So, what does that look like? Well, one, that's probably going to most closely, uh, that's probably going to first affect the LGBTQ community because they're going to be talking about resources that they give in terms of like counseling programs on, on campus that are meant to cater to you know kids of that of that nature. Then mm-hmm. we're going to get into obviously like racial racial um, like the racial conversation. So anywhere from like they could go and say, hey, a black student, a black student union on, on, on this campus. Nah, that's not going to happen. We're taking it away. OK. So like like so like it's not it's not just this um, uh, ambiguous idea mm-hmm. like they're setting he, they're, they're setting it up in a very methodical way. Because they're trying to roll back a lot of, they're trying to roll back specific things. Yeah, and, and even it, oh, I was about to say, like even in the the title that we have is uh, does uh, does it discriminate against white men? Yeah. Right, bro. I've I've <laughs> seen comments and I've read some articles, and there seems to be this like, not all y'all white folk, but there's this like I can't even <laughs> say white thought, but like this thought process amongst like a lot of white people that I'm seeing that is. More so, y'all are trying to stop us from getting jobs now because we're white. That's, that's what I keep hearing on the other side. That's a feeling. The data doesn't of, back that up. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, based off. And so that's why I'm just like, oh, so that's what they're arguing yeah. on that end. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, and we're arguing something on the completely opposite side. So, yeah, I, honestly, we, we talked about it a little bit before, but I honestly feel like it is a acknowledgement on their end of emotional trauma they're dealing with because of the culture <laughs> and that's just that's just like um we can emotional trauma for who white men okay like like for example like like we just left this conference and i feel like the reason why um it was it was such a, a fruitful conversation was because men were able to get together and then just be vulnerable yeah. vent with other men right and then just understanding that a lot of men number one are not in community um, a lot of men are struggling with weight issues, you know what I'm saying, self-esteem, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then that doesn't exclude white men. Yeah. And so for white men to make up the majority of the workforce in general, I'm, I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll talk about this as Trey. If I was to walk down Elm Street and just simply set up the question and say, hey, what's your perspective of white men? Like, hey, what, what are white men good for? <clears throat> right? Mm-hmm. I believe there'd be a comfortability to then, therefore, discredit, invalidate, and also speak negative of an entire group of people. Yeah. And so I don't think that's productive. Mm-hmm. I think that is counterproductive to even what we talk about in emotional health, mental health, and also the black community. The guy that does, uh, what's his name, David Crowder that does Change My Mind? 
Uh, or chain? Is it yeah, called chain? Yeah, or something like Matt that? Matt Walsh. Nah, Matt Walsh. He does that. No, I think it's Crowder. It's louder with Crowder or something like that. I get. I get. I don't know. Up. All I'm saying is, well, they run but, together. Yeah, true story. But, all I, but the reason why I brought him up is because it's like, as he has a lot of these uh, change my mind topics. That's one thing I continue to hear. Like I've never heard them encourage a white man before, and this is always bashing. I'm talking about everyone that sits down next to him, bro. It's, it's, and I was bro, like, dang, bro. Like, this the, is the term cis white male is almost uh, the most negative <clears throat> thing you can be in America. Yeah, and 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 so and so. As I'm looking at that, and I understand, you know what I'm saying, I'm, I'm probably going to have some, you know what I'm saying, comedic niggas that wear the little wooden beads come at me and stuff like that. Come Bring the smoke, my nigga. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm not even mad. But like, Mitchell I, loves white men. You heard it here first. Like, I, yeah. Like, I do. <laughs> I do love my white brothers and sisters. Facts. But, like, like specifically my white brothers, I'm like, I I see a emotional <clears throat> pain that they're not even able to address without even being invalidated because of their white guilt, their yeah. white hate. Their white fragility. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, if we're acknowledging somebody's fragile, how do we address it from a place of our position, knowing that they're fragile and being productive? In you know that. what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. like, 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 it's 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 the same thing I was saying against like who's somebody who's a narcissist or somebody who um, has a mental health issue, like who's bipolar. Okay, if we're acknowledging somebody's bipolar, then why don't we talk to them and address them from a place of them being bipolar rather than like talking to them in a way that's like, oh, well, you know, because and then setting them off and making them angry. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, there's got to be a better way to address it. Now, I'm so I think that the response we're seeing typically is an emotional response based on what's happening in the culture and how the culture is viewing a particular group of people. Mm-hmm. That's my perspective. Yeah, I, I carry I carry a little bit of a different one. I think I think that I think you're right. There's a there's a part of this conversation where. We can we can obviously take some responsibility and say like, I've heard very aggressive conversations from black people and to white people, uh, in, in the conversation of race, and I don't agree with that. I joke a lot, but you won't hear me you won't hear me take that kind of rhetoric because I don't believe in it. Um, but also, <laughs> let's let's keep it a buck. Like white men, like what we're seeing here is an attack. Like there's no other way to put it. Like we're not. I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat it. Like what they're doing is a very systematic attack. Okay. Like, so I get it. I'm not going to sit here and be like white men are the devil and white men are the, you know, the scum of the earth. I don't believe that. But what I also do believe is that I'm not going to negate the reality of not just our history, but our reality. I'm not going to negate what we're living in today because it makes you feel uncomfortable to talk about it. I will 100% have the conversation with you and welcome you in, but I will not, I will not, and I don't think we should even push this rhetoric, I will not allow you to rewrite what we are living in to suit a narrative that best fits you. I'm not going to do it. For sure. Because that's, that's what we've endured for so long. And, and I think we have to be real about how we approach these conversations they're not consistent enough. So when, what happens is, like we talked about this weekend, we, we, we don't have the conversations consistently enough. So we have them with us, and we get, this, we get ourselves riled up. And then when we go to, you know, these spaces where we have these interracial conversations, it's a blow-up. Or one of my biggest frustrations, I didn't go to a single march when George Floyd happened. Actually, we went to a rally, but that was just because I just got out of my boot and I was trying to walk. I had a couple. I, I ain't march. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. So I, I didn't go to a single march because for me it was very, very, very hard to go to a march and march for something 
when I'm like, I know for a fact that a lot of y'all are going to go back to your normal lives and not think twice about a lot of the things that can prevent us from marching. Like, marches are cool, marches are great, but... You know, for those of us who work in certain in certain jobs, nonprofit ministry, community work, we understand like the march is not the real work. That's an event. You know what I'm saying? When you get down to it and you do stuff like you was doing with Duke, the one-to-one work, you know what I'm saying? We going into the community. Yeah. When you were at VO, that's the one-to-one work, you know what I'm saying? So like for me, I don't I'm I'm not I don't vibe with that type of stuff cuz I feel like sometimes we get we get real hyped off of the emotions of it and it and and, and it kind of takes away from like the authenticity of what of what it was when like people like my grandfather would mm-hmm. would, would, would march. You know what I'm saying? Well, would the, you say? It, it would it's you? It's not less authentic. But it's I feel just, like it just has it has no objective other than like the objective of the marches that were happening during Black Lives Matter. In my opinion, were just for the sake of uh, showing whose proximity wanting to do this and also unity. Who is who, who who is with us? And then to see almost the world crying with us. You know what I'm saying? In, in just the whole season, it was, it was like, man, it's, it was almost like moral support. I got right? that. And, I'm not saying so, it was all bad, but yeah. what, I'm, what I'm saying is like... The other marches, they, they had an objective that was more clear because they had a leader that spoke to it before sure. they went out and marched. Yeah, for sure. We don't have that, and so it's just, hey, we're going to do this for this, for the cause, but the cause has, like, has, doesn't have an effect at the end. And I think the lack of objective for me was what I identify with. For Cause, sure. Because I'm, I'm like, sure. I I, like, niggas was marching from, you know, city to city. <laughs> yeah. You know, not block to block. They was marching from town to town, city to city. You know what I'm saying? And so for me, I'm like, we've benefited from that era, and we have things in place to where we can day to day cry out we can day-to-day bring people in and day-to-day you know what i'm saying there are so many nonprofit organizations so many inner city community organizations i i try to go we try to get into schools all the time and one of the biggest things principals tell us is like what makes you different from the other 15 organizations that's already in here Mm -hmm. there are so many people working but the problem is there are not enough people willing to volunteer consistently so many people go march but I can't tell you how hard it is for me to get volunteers out to a back to school bash. You yeah. feel me? So that's yeah. that's kind of the that's kind of the frustration I have because I'm like, I get it. It's an event. It's it's rah rah. It's emotional, mm-hmm. and I and I, I think it did bring some awareness to it. You know, some awareness. It had, it had its place. But man, I'm I, 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 I just bro, you know. I, I get it. I get it. I just I, I don't think it's a lack of want or desire. I think it's a lack of seeing momentum. Like, if you, see, bro, I remember I did my my album release joint. You know what I'm saying? And I raised money, and I raised like I think like twelve thousand dollars in like two weeks, and it was for Kickstarter. Kickstarter, if you don't get the money at the end of it, like it was ten thousand I wanted to raise, then you don't get it at all. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, probably like five thousand dollars for the first week, and then just it plateaued. I'm like, man, I don't think I'm gonna get this. And I was like. I was in my feelings, all that, some going through a breakup too, so it was tough. Uh, but all, all that being said, the last two days, I had a major donor come through, and then it was like the last eight hours, everybody starts donating. And I'm like, where was y'all at when I was on the couch, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, you know, holding back tears, you feel me? And, and it, it's just, it just goes to show people are going to get behind what already has momentum, right? And so it's, it's not so much about the want or desire. I think it's, like, 
you see people riled up, you want to rile up with them. Mm -hmm. I think Gen Z has the most passion behind doing whatever. It's like you just give them anything, they're just going to follow. Hey, that's facts. You know, and, that and so that's, that's why young people are typically who they're going to push for things like the army, the military, because it's like, yo, we're gung-ho. We don't care about our lives as much as the, the average person does. Mm -hmm. Like, they're not going to, they don't promote going to the army to us anymore because we're not going to. Mm -hmm. We got lives to live, et cetera. They, but they're going to go for young people. Why? Because they don't have their lives to live. They don't know what that means yet, right? And so if you give a cause and then put momentum behind it, people are going to go behind it. Same thing will happen with Black Lit. You know, it's like the momentum came behind it and people like, yo, we got to go buy books. Right. Save the business. Thirty thousand dollars in two in two weeks. You know, so I, th I think it's more of a momentum thing and then having the cause and effect. Um, but bring it back to the. Well, I was about well, to say, yeah. just go. Well, just with that, too, like even with I, I hear what you're saying on that. But I also think there has to be a um, an understanding of what can I do with what's around me right now? You know what I'm saying? Because, like, you ha everybody has an area of influence. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think because we, we put the weight on other people, if they lead it, I'll follow. It's like, fam, you have your own space to be able exactly. to work yeah, into. Yeah. So work in that space. You may have that little um, boys and girls club that's, like, five minutes away that mm -hmm. you can maybe spend two hours a day with. Exactly. Or not even a day. Maybe a week. There's a boys and girls you know club what I'm saying? every community. It's, it's everywhere. <laughs> it you know what I'm saying? Bro. And I feel like we always wait for something major to hop into in and order to be supportive and instead of problem, saying like, bro. okay, that's let me problem, just bro. do what I can with what I know how. It's not wild. It makes you sense. You know what I'm saying? That's huh? Just, that's just humanity, bro. But still a problem. I see what you're <laughs> saying with humanity. I'm just saying we can grow in that still. For sure. We can grow in that. That's culturally where we're at. We're a self-preserving culture. You know what I'm saying? That's why we don't have porches anymore because we sure. need to go outside and, and co convene with our neighbors. We don't even know our neighbors' names anymore. For sure. Right? And so, like, like that's just where our culture is at. And I, I, I think it's more of a cultural issue than it is, you know what I'm saying, at the nature of, of, of being, right? And so, as we're talking about, you know... Um, but whatever you want to say, it's an issue. It's an issue, period. That's, that's what For we're sure. saying. Absolutely. Come on, yeah. bro. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I would love volunteers to... Like, just, like, Why are you throwing your hands everything. up? I'm confused. Absolutely. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, bro. Like, mm -hmm. what, what I'm saying is, like, I, I get it. Like, I, I understand. And sure. I feel like if there was... Mom so, bro, I, I can't wait for the day that either athletes or um, uh, uh, celebrities, et cetera, get together and just collectively come up with the mindset that, yo, we're going to bank black. Or I can't wait till we have the top 10 high school athletes like, yo, we're going to go to an HBCU and play oh, with them. It's not going to be started on that wait. conversation. You know what I'm saying? But hey, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. Look, I'm with it too, man. I'm, 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 I'm saying it to say, like, like, yes, once it happens, it's a wrap. It's just getting the momentum to make it happen. Yeah. I, 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 I think once they see support in that, it's, it's fear. You know what I'm saying? It's like, man, like, if I do this, what's the risk? Like that, that I could I could fail. What's the risk that I, I'd fail my people? I fail my family. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause I gotta. If this opportunity's here, am I really willing to risk it all? You know, and that's what you saw in the peak of the civil rights movement. Mm -hmm. People that, in the midst of them being on the front lines, they knew that there was a possibility they would not go home, and they still went out there. Mm -hmm. Right? We don't have that today too much. It's very right? selfless, for you know? sure. And, and but but. Yeah, it's self-preserving. It's self it's self-preserving. Because people have families, people you know what I'm saying, people have things that they desire to keep moving forward and we have comfortable lives here. So I get it, you know what I'm saying? Um but as far as with like I said, with the, the whole concept of like DEI and whether that is connected to white fragility, hearing what I said, what's the response? 
as far as like the like do you do you at least see how emotionally it makes sense some of the responses you see when you talk about how the culture views collectively white men? My understanding of you and how you view um, just how your views, I think I understand your viewpoint on it because you are very um, you're you're an advocate you're an advocate for men. And so because you advocate very heavily for men. People. But no, no, no. For people in general, yeah. But but you advocate, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's clear. But because you advocate very heavily for men, I can understand why you took that perspective on the situation. I.e., hey, people are speaking out against them. They don't have a voice or they don't have well, they um, a, a support a support system behind them. For sure. Right? Yeah, they don't have a support system behind yeah, them. It, it must be an emotional response to the lack of support. I understand that. What I'm what I what I what I see is less of an emotional response and more of history repeating itself. Mm. Okay? I don't think and I, and I love that you're giving them the benefit of the doubt that it is an emotional distress that's pushing them to these situations. History would not support that, but I love that you're giving them that 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 benefit so of the I'm, doubt. I'm, I'm, you that, ask that, my response. So hold on, hold on, hold on. It's it's a benefit of the doubt. The way you no. you ask my you ask my viewpoint. That's how I view it. But, you, but you're telling me what I'm thinking. No, I t- I'm, telling I'm, I'm telling you how I view it. Go ahead. I'm telling you how I view it. It's coming across as a benefit of the doubt because if if it's not a ben if you're not giving them the benefit of the doubt, then from my perspective, you're ignoring what we know to be true based off of what has happened, okay? So you're saying it's an emotional response to the lack of support by and large from society. I'm saying I'm not surprised that they're trying to take this out because it's what they've been trying to do for years. Okay, so... Okay, so 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 then let's walk it back. How many people were taught about uh, uh, Martin Luther King in, 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 in school? Everybody's gonna raise their hand, right? Most people were. How many t- people talk about Malcolm X, Rosa Parks? You shaking your head? No, you weren't. Malcolm X. Malcolm X. We ain't, we ain't do no in in depth. No, no, but did, did, did it come up? Did it come up? He was did, a did it come up? Did it come up? Did it come he was up? A this guy. Yeah, yeah. It came. It came up. It came it, up. It was. It was in a chapter of civil rights. Sure. And then you know how like, they had a, a small picture. picture. The it was a small picture. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was. Yeah, it was the like box. that big. They, the little they, box. They used the Denzel <laughs> picture too. They didn't. They didn't Chill, bro. <laughs> Chill, bro. Don't give them the okay. real one. Okay. Don't so, give them the real one. So who 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 learned about who learned about Nat Turner in school? Yeah, do that. Nah, in school, rebellion. Not at all. In school, who learned about Marcus Garvey? In school, Fred Hampton. We heard Fred Hampton. About Frederick in Douglas. school, I we live for the people. It. I die for the people. Okay, so 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 this is not new. This is not new. They have decide. They have they have been deciding what they want history to be. They have been deciding because they've been in control. They have mandated what will and will not be taught about history. The, the the sad part about critical race theory, one of the main things I hear is we don't want to create victims of our children. You are victimizing them. You don't want to create Sheesh. victims of them, but you're victimizing them by not giving them the truth about the history. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so so I, I, so what I, I, so what so what, what what they're doing is they're saying, hey, we don't want you to have. We don't want you to have an understanding of not just your history, of not just American history, but we don't want you to have the understanding of it because if you understand the history, then you will understand how important it is for your education to be taken seriously. 
So it's not, it's for me, it's not about an emotional response. They're not responding emotionally. I think they're responding out of a desire for control. I think they're responding out of a desire um, that if we as a community, I think it's, on some levels they understand the power and unity that we have. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so who was who was taught about who was taught about Black Wall Street? Let me respond, bro. Let me respond. Oh, let me respond. I'm not done. Who was taught about Black Wall Street Are in you? school? <laughs> Nobody. Nobody That's the only yeah. time the American yeah. government has bombed America. We bombed us. Because black folk got together, pulled their money, and was not dependent. Floodings, bombings, all, white people. all that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Okay, but yeah, multiple examples. Absolutely. I, I, I'm not. It's saying, not emotional. That's what I'm, I'm. I'm not saying the sole purpose or the sole reason. I'm. I'm. I'm simply acknowledging human emotion in the midst of conversations. And sure. so, a lot of times, conversations get muddy because of human emotions mm-hmm. and understanding that the way the culture looks at a. Literally, the majority of the workforce in mm-hmm. America is white men. Sure. And so, if that is the majority of the workforce... The documented workforce, at least. Childish. No, that's sure. a fact, nigga. That's For not sure. childish. That's a fact. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? Yeah. Okay. If we were to... If, okay. Oh, my gosh. Indeed. Indeed. It's still the majority. It's, we're talking about over 60%. The documented majority. Over 60%. White, yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's not about top. It's not about top. Okay, what I'm saying, like, so, so. Why was the hold on? Wait, why did you say that was childish? Uh, indeed, for sure, for sure, for sure. For it's sure. a fact, right? For sure, yes. So, yeah, it's it's a fact. We have undocumented workers here, absolutely. But what I'm what I'm saying is like, like obviously we make up less than thirteen percent of the uh, America in the first place, right? And so if we just look at numbers, um, start looking at numbers. How many undocumented workers are here? For cool. So the documented. They undocumented. Workers, we don't know. Huh. That's, they're undocumented. We don't know. For sure, but well, there's <laughs> estimates. People, people have there's, there's 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 pew research and like estimates of how many undocumented workers are possibly here, stuff like that. But like what I'm what I'm saying is like the large majority of the workforce in America is made up by white men. You know what I'm saying? Um, as far as like the, the, just jobs, white white people, white people. What I'm saying, white people make up majority of America. That's that's that's, that's, that's my main point. That's, that's 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 what I'm getting at. So, we also cool. ain't in the hot seat yet, y'all. So yeah, we're, like white people make up majority of America. I'm just I'm simply just saying as we're having a conversation, yeah. I understand absolutely like like systemic racism. Like I understand how that affects the workplace. Mm-hmm. And I like it's I've been affected by it. You know what I'm saying? Like sure. walking into a job and then me having a very, very proper name like Mitchell West, they see me and they're like, Oh, you're Mitchell West. And then me not get the job. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Things I've I've had that happen, right? Like there was no DEI back then, you know, things like that would have been helpful. But yeah. Whether it's DEI, whether it's CRT, whether it's mm-hmm. welfare, whether it's affirmative action, sure. idealistically, I, I'm cool with all of it. Practicality, I think that it starts to fall and crumble. In the What's your issue way. practically with CRT? Um, maybe not CRT. So I, I, I think that, uh, yeah, I, I, maybe, maybe not CRT. I, okay. I, I see the, the definite benefits of it. Um, and I, yeah, pra, yeah I, I, I don't know. So it's, it's still a term that, like I said, it's it's almost like it's a new way to start the same conversation, just with a different. It's all it um, is, honestly. Thing, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's so, not, so for me, it's, it's you know, new. but with CRT specifically, it's almost like um, talking to like a German friend, right? And um, somebody's lived in Germany. Like part of their history is literally while they're in school, they have to, like, they have to go to the Holocaust Museum. Right? Yeah, and it's almost like yo, 
understand this happened, and they have like a book burning, right? And they just burn all the books that have to do with Hitler and things like that, right? Yeah. And so for me, I'm, I'm like, man, like, that is a good example of acknowledging history for the sake of moving forward, right? And so yeah. I, I, obviously, I, th- I think there's multiple benefits in that as yeah. well if we were to do things like that here. But as I remember I went to the White House, this is my last point. Um, I, went, I remember I went to the White House, and I actually saw – um, a display of the history of America when we went there with our nonprofit, mm-hmm. and they within a like thirty minute documentary, I kid you not, they spent like three minutes on slavery, and then brushed past it. That's why. And it made it like a like a like and man, this is a dark part of our history and our past, right? And then like they made sure. Within that three minutes, yeah. they put Obama in the end. They put my easy, bro. Easily. Easily. I was like, bro. I was like, y'all slid that in there real nice, yeah. it's right? Crazy, yeah. bro. But yeah, yeah, obviously history is written by the heaviest hand, right? Yeah. So you know, I, 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 this I kept, definitely never see mind. It. That was a joke. I'm not gonna say it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was going. I had a joke. I was, I'm not gonna say it. Okay. <laughs> but I was like, well, just my little, my little two cent. Just in general, I think. No, no, no. Your two cent is not little. It's valuable to me. Huh? Your two cent is valuable. Don't say it's little. I didn't say little. Depends said, on where you deposited yeah. it. I said literal. Oh, wait. What did I say? You said my I little said two little. cent. Is I did not, say little. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't be knowing what I be saying half the time. Anyway. I value you. You are nah, seen. So one of the things I have seen, though, is even like, so for instance, even with the word woke, right? Yeah. At one yeah. point, woke literally meant knowing that racism existed. It's still here in America. Woke like, AF. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what it was. And as I've, like, heard Republicans talk about woke, they've added so much to it. Oh, yeah. To where it's no longer even a, a thought process of oh, yeah. racism still yeah. exists and different things like that. Now it's, like, transgenderism. Now it's LG. Oh, well, they're a part of that, too. Um, all they, You know what I'm saying? Now it's all of these particular things. So I constantly have seen them taking something that we have placed and try to switch it. Because what did y'all say D.I.E. meant to somebody? Uh, he said division, inequity, indoctrination. Yeah, hey, give it two months. That's exactly what it's going to be. That's what, that's, but, I can't, you know. And give it two months, and that's, what, yeah. a lot, and that's like what a lot of people are going to hear when they hear uh, D.I.E. Like, oh, wait, D.I.E. D-E-I. There we go. I'm D-E-I. like, I'm, yeah. And you know what I'm saying? And so I feel like they're, they're constantly switching out the actual meaning behind what we're trying to do in these particular spaces. What's so interesting about like the pushback on these, you know, inclusion bills and initiatives and, you know, equity and all that kind of stuff. We're trying to push for social equity. Like, I don't, I don't think, I don't, I, I've always been confused because anything that black people have pushed for mm-hmm. is not solely beneficial to the black community. Like, the black agenda is an agenda that benefits everybody. When they because, say, uh, because, what, what was it that, because, that, 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 uh, that was put into place that benefited mostly white women? What was the uh, thing? Affirmative. affirmative action, yeah. Affirmative action mostly I've heard that. White yeah, women. yeah, No, I've heard about that, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you said affirmative action benefited mostly white women? Yeah. yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Statistically speaking. Gotcha. Yeah. So, like. Welfare. Yeah, we don't, like. Crazy so, like, the welfare. things we push for, we're not pushing for for us. Like, we're, we've, we have been, by and large, the largest discriminated demographic in, Amer- in America. You know what I'm saying? But, like, we're not pushing for these things so we can reclaim America for ourselves. We're saying, hey, if we get equality, everybody gets equality. You know what I'm saying? Oh, if sorry. we can be included, everybody can be included. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, the pushback on these things have always been 
very baffling to me because I'm like, we're not pushing for a back the black. <laughs> we just saying let everybody in the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't be fooled, I'm not Let's get smoky. Indeed, indeed. This is the smoke session, the part of the podcast where the live studio audience has the ability to come through with the questions, comments, concerns, or the smoke. But beware, because I keep a gas mask. Feel me? Because he keeps a gas mask. They keep one too. First of all, shout out to the last of your audience. Make some noise. You feel me? Y'all came through today. You know, you know. Next time, hopefully, what get up, some son? more white people in the building. Woo! Is that the hope? The boondocks almost <laughs> yeah. came out of me. I almost said something. Shout out to the, where the mixed people at? Say? Mixed people make some noise. What was you going to say? Mixed. Everybody look one direction. <laughs> Y'all childish. Y'all childish. Some, oh. <laughs> I didn't hear <laughs> I was like, where? And then, <laughs> it was it was woo in like low lowercase. Oh man. <laughs> no exclamation mark. She definitely Oh, you childish. You childish. Woo. You childish for that. They go they go demonetize us, bro. <laughs> they go demonetize us. Can't do that one. Okay. I did a track. I did a track. I know. Off of YouTube, so it's not it's not it's not the actual license one. No, they they still they still get you. Yeah. I can still take it down. Yeah. Bro, have you have you ever like like did yep. live worship at, in in like in church? If the melody they track the melody, they track the lyrics, they get everything. It was worth it to me. It was worth it. It was good. <laughs> if, if it was it, it hopefully I caught it. We good. It was worth it to me. You just got the crowd. You just got the crowd. Indeed. I got the crowd. Yeah, it was worth it to me. <laughs> She's flustered. Okay. <laughs> Oh, now it's one. Okay, so, um, so many thoughts. Okay. So, one, I want to agree with Mitchell. Statistically, the new generation of white men, so if we're talking like boys' age, um, statistically, it is an emotional issue for them um, because um, I follow a, a professor on uh, Twitter, Anthony Bradley, and he's always posting about the man crisis that we're currently in, because men, yeah, the boy crisis, specifically. Um, But he had posted an article one day about um, white boys in school and how, like, they're they're being outperformed by girls, because the classroom is basically set up to help girls grow and not not boys because it's not very textile. It's not very interactive. You're sitting and getting, um, which is very caters to girls, but it doesn't cater to boys. I literally changed the way I teach um, after I read read up on that because I, boys will will ruin your classroom if you don't get them engaged. Anyway, uh, but there was an article out about um, a young man. He was in eighth grade and he was feeling unsupported uh and he talked to his teacher about it and his teacher told him you'll be okay you're a white male whoa are you serious mm. yes how you it, feel about that trey i'm kidding keep going <laughs> <laughs> um and Suck so it Suck it up. yeah but uh the overall article was about uh that this is a common narrative that white boys are hearing is that they'll be fine 
simply because they're white and they're male. Um, when that is not true, they need to be supported as well. Sure. Um, also, to agree with Elisha, I also want to say like if you're in the if you're in the top rank of something, you're gonna you're going to get a lot of darts thrown at you because you're in the you're in the public light. And so when every politician, every CEO that you see is white and male, like of course they feel attacked. You're in the you're in all the places of power, and so people are going to attack you because they see your face most often. And so it always brings me back to the quote that says, uh, when you're accustomed to privilege, equality feels like oppression. And I feel like... Yeah, I love that quote. <laughs> when you're accustomed to privilege, equality feels like oppression. That's and so fire. the reality is, uh, if you look up anything on DEI practices, <laughs> DEI done well where it's not just about diversity, but it's actually about equity. Mm-hmm. You have to have both. You can't yes. have one or the, you have to have both. Do you know that you know how to explain the difference between equity and equality? If I, if I let me, let me, let me, let me, I'm going to give an analogy. I, I like this analogy I heard. Diversity is being invited to the dance. Equity is being asked to dance. People now get, you're a part of it. Exactly. People get, people go to the dance, but when somebody in, asks you to dance, that's equity. That's what it is. That's equity. Just real quick, just going off. Did you, did you see? Is my he turned you down. I don't know why. No, I was two. <laughs> nah, they're going to hear that bag opening too now. Yes, nah, is, that, is that similar to that? Uh, it's a one graphic that got put out, and it was like four little boys looking over a fence. Yes. And it said yeah. equality is giving everybody the same books, but the, the guys were different heights. And inequity is when you put. This small guy gets a little bit more uh, books exactly, just so he can yes. see over the fence. That's the same concept. Yeah, same okay. concept. Yeah, just yeah. Making sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Piece of lint right here. Hmm? Oh, give me right. Okay. Thank you. Um, yeah. Yes. Love so, just now. Why don't you want to hear Caleb? I thought I could. Okay, we don't got the mics. Nah, he. Yeah. Sorry. He, he thought it was. Sorry, Ty. Name. I was just. I had to address Mitchell. You're fine. So I say that to say, statistically, um, companies that actually focus on diversity, uh, equity, and inclusion the right way are 36% more effective. Yeah. And so they're making that much more money than businesses that aren't. Mm-hmm. Sure. And so it's yeah. very important to keep it. Yeah. So that means there's some lobbyists out there. Also, politicians, specifically Republicans, are very good at painting a narrative. They so are. So like, woke was they're a black great. word. It's always been a black word. It's all... Critical race theory yes. is not taught in K through twelve. Not at all. It was. It, it was. I'm, I'm going to pause right there because they're fighting something when That's critical race theory was meant for higher ed. This was for this lost yes. for lost. Yeah, this was something like birth. Higher ed, this was higher, secondary. Higher ed. This is this is your post secondary studies. Yeah. It's so the fact that, that that we're trying and my bad. Keep going. I just my bad. Let me it is, I, I, I definitely saw an issue because uh, there were a few, like, I think I think. Um, when they, when they started doing the new elections, yeah, Greg Abbott had an issue with some of the books that were in elementary schools that were being pushed or being even included into the curriculum. And so, would that count as like K through twelve? It wasn't critical race theory in the curriculum. Yeah. it was just in, in the library. library. Yeah. Oh wow! So like yeah. you, the kids have an option to check it out. But even then, 
a lot of parents take their kids to the public library yeah. in their city, so they could have yeah. got it there. <laughs> but like in terms of Texas curriculum, yeah. we're, the, we're the state known for <laughs> mutiny. That slaves were <laughs> servants. Yeah, bro. Come on, it's, let's keep it a stack. Yes, in textbooks or workers, whatever it, it work- was, it wasn't. I- and in, indigenous service. I saw workers, and I was like, "Look, look!" But that's y'all, y'all. But you, Texas, but so. you know, Caleb, you grew up in Florida, that's, that's so either, we read? either way, yeah, bro. Rick Scott, we, we Rick Scott, almost as bad as uh, Greg Abbott, huh? No, said no. Rick Scott, almost what, as bad as Greg Abbott. Sheesh. Because I was too young to remember it if I and read now it. now they got DeSantis. So I was about to say you had. Story. Didn't you had just moved to? Ty, I I really Texas when you saw that wow. in your textbook. Yeah, Texas. Yeah. Seventh grade. Wild. It's fourth and seventh grade. Hmm? I wholeheartedly believe that Florida and Texas are in like this this ignorant battle. Like Rick Scott, Rick Scott sees something Greg do, and was like, "Okay, Gregory, I got copy. one for you." And then Greg <laughs> see it, they like, "Hold on, they hold my beer, Ricky." Like, there, yeah, bro, they gave each other hold my beer, Ricky. I'm like, I got one for like, you. No, DeSantis is running full fledged in the front, uh, taking no captives. Uh, yeah, that man wild, bro. That man's a wild. Yeah, yeah DeSantis is wild. So I say that to say, like, there is. This, this is a nuanced conversation. It's very Super gray. Mm-hmm. However, there are some key parts that are very true. That one, when we all work together, you are always going to be successful simply because we're humans and we have to have each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And diversity is important, but with equity, with because equity. Now, now you're bringing everybody to the table. Yes. For sure. And I know as a kid who went to Texas Tech University when I Uh-oh. was a junior there out of 28,000 students there were 757 black people on campus and I'm not separating out athletes that was the number that's so crazy we made a two percent of the population <laughs> at Texas Tech Texas Tech had a program called Mentor Tech where if you were a minority student coming to Texas Tech you were paired up with uh, a person, a professional in your field. So when I got to Texas Tech, I was paired up with a doctor uh, because I was pre-med. And I stayed close to his family, ate with his family. Um, and then I would put a, uh, he would have me shadow him at the hospital. Uh, he would also, uh, and then like when I decided I didn't want to be pre-med anymore, um, I was in the system, so I got to be a pretend patient for the first and second year students. Mm. And so I was getting like a money in the spring oh. uh, because I was a pretend patient uh, but either way, I was plugged in enough that, like, it made me want to stay in school. That's good. Because I got to, and they did that for everyone. Now, everyone didn't have a great mentor like I did, but. You said they did that for all students? For all minority students. You yeah. had the option to plug yeah, into okay. that. That's good. Because mm. um, the black population at Tech was very small. But since I've graduated and I've, I have mentored someone who, had, who graduated in 2014, the Black population has grown to four percent. That's what's up. That's significant. That's, That's dope. That's double. More yeah. black students going to that school. That's what's up. Now, now with A and M being like, nah, we're pulling DEI out of our school. All state. By the way, all all statewide institutions are going to have to do it. All right. universities. So. Yeah. But AM jumped on it first. And AM is known for being racist. Like, you yeah. can, you'll hear about Upward Bound going there and kids, uh, <laughs> college students attacking the Upward Bound kids while they're there. Um, wait, wait, wait. College students are attacking high school? Upward Bound students. Yeah. High, school, high school kids? It's, yeah. it's a high school program that we would go. I remember being at Upward Bound. No, I know what Upward Bound is, but I'm just trying to gauge. So, what's your. Say it again, bro, because that's kind of crazy. I thought you about to go pull up. I, I'm just. 
If my first need, thought we is need to pull up. We've got college kids attacking minors. Yes, yes, all the time. Oh wow! All the time. On a college visit? Yes, on a college visit. It's like you six. Or it's like six here. or seven of y'all That's that literally just agreed at the same kids. time. What kind of this is a thing. That's wild. That's crazy. With it's upward bound specifically, I, or just in. I just know that one instant. Well, it's actually happened twice. So, because I have friends who were like, they were there and they witnessed it, and they had to like get their kids together and debrief about it. Um, are y'all yes. talking about the situation? She? Are y'all talking about different situations that you've seen? Okay, a lot of y'all was agreeing. I was like, wait, this is a thing that has. Okay. 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 Gotcha. Okay. Wow. Okay. So wait. So A and M was the first one to pull it. I thought it was UTA. Or were you just saying UTA pulled it? Did you, I, I think they're just saying in general. I was just saying. Yeah. Okay. I thought it's when you because you dropped it in a group chat, I thought you were saying they were the first to pull it. But just is that? Well, no, no. That's they. They were the first to like go. Like I, I think that was like the first one. So UTA. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think it was A&M. Yeah. Oh, a- okay, my bad. Okay, so A&M it's, was... It's happening. It's, it's like yeah, I, yeah, because U of H pulled it too, which that yeah. blew my mind. Because wow. <laughs> U of H is black black, because, black, black, black. Because we're talking about a political thing here. And so, yeah, like, sure, like, definitely. Now, now, definitely. now this is p- politics trickles down to education. And they yeah. will ride yeah. for their politics. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And we're, you know, we're a, uh, I forgot the color, but we're a state that is more Republican. So Red. Red state. Yeah, Red, yeah. Yeah, yeah that one. Um, yeah. So yeah, we, yeah. We, we we blooding out here. Blood, I was about. So um, yeah. Bees up, baby. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, Republicans. Whoa, whoa. We some Republicans. Wow. Yeah. Oh. I just, I just say hey, like hey. Republicans are very good uh, and creative and ne- a narrative typically of fear and so like even though I heard woke for the first time when I was a kid watching Spike Lee movies. Yeah. Facts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it is now like. And I remember there was like a thread on Twitter, and white people were like, "That was a black person's word. For, that was black people's word first. Like they didn't even know where it originated from." Um, yeah. And and I agree that like critical race theory never even touched K through twelve education. But they the rewrite things, bro. K through twelve school, the states that are making it a bad thing are like Republican states in the South, where we know y'all ain't y'all weren't about, teaching it no way. Y'all weren't teaching it at all. Uh, <clears throat> and so, you know, like it's. We are still in a, we're still in an equity battle. Yeah. Um, our and again, just to go back to the quote because that's literally what Read we're experiencing. We didn't have anybody yet. Equ- uh, when you're accustomed to privilege, equality feels like oppression. Yeah. And so there is a narrative out there, which is why the bo- uh, the Buffalo shooter came that uh, white people are becoming the minority. Yep. This is a lie. Even though they're not, which major, is a lie. Major lie. <laughs> which is delusion. It's, it is literally delusion. It's literal delusion. But that's what it's being. That's the narrative that's being produced right now, and the politics is lining up because the main people who are backing this narrative yeah. carry the money in the purse strings. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. there's more money in division than there is. Well, actually, there's more money actually in equality. But for certain for certain lobbies, there's more money in us being divided. Yeah, and and, sure. and I think also like this conversation because you brought up a good point when you first came up here. This conversation is happening, I think, when you brought in some of your points on two different kind of like levels because you talked about the instructional equality in the classroom mm-hmm. and how sometimes just the natural way a classroom is structured 
it, it favors one gender above the other. Um, and I think that teacher that told that boy that, out of pocket. Ridiculous. Um, and so I think we, we got to make sure that we're not bleeding that into yeah. this issue yeah. because I think what can happen is it can get a little murky and we can start to look at what's happening in the classroom and saying, ah, yeah, actually they are being discriminated against. And it's like, well, wait a minute. like, And that becomes how I get elected wait, for this wait, next would, would that not be <laughs> election point. That, wait, they wait, do that too. Would that not be them getting discriminated against? That's, that's, I don't, that's I don't, the point. I don't, I don't, that's I don't exactly think. Are oh, you talking about it just exactly becomes the is. biggest problem and everything else gets pushed back that's to the exactly, back burner? I would. I, 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 hold on. I, wait, I wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Let's be clear. Hold on. Let's be clear. Discrimination is not an instance. You can be discriminated in an instance. In this context, this for conversation, sure, we're sure. not. That we're, kid was discriminated a, against. Yes. In, in 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 this context of this conversation, I am not talking about a one to one. Like none of none, none, none of what we're call, call, like none of what we're talking about is on a singular level, Mitchell. I get that. We've been talking so, about systems, educational I, policies. I get that. So, things so being rolled back at a statewide level. That, would you call that discrimination? I would call that. I would call that. Yes, I would call that. I would more so call that ignorance because what she said was, "You're gonna be okay." You're a white man. That's discrimination. That's discrimination. That's, I, 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 sure, if you want to call it discrimination, I call it. I'm, I'm looking at more ignorant than anything because <laughs> as a role, as a, as a role of a, like, fine, you can call it discrimination. But I want you to call it discrimination. That's that's fine. You ask me what I call it. You want me to call it discrimination? It's okay, discrimination, so, so, Mitchell. Okay, now, now that you answer that, my, my my next thing is, does that happen on a macro or micro? What's the data there? I get I'm That's not a I'm, mic- I get that. Wait, 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 wait. There's a hot seat for this. There's a hot seat for this. So hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So you about to get up here real soon. What I'm addressing is 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 her You gonna get up here real soon. To her points, right? To her points. Obviously, like I said, there is a men slash boy problem in our society. Right. And you can even make that out of the race conversation. There is an issue. Children Boys, for sure, are yeah. falling behind in education. Sure. Right? And that is a, I would call, systemic thing. Because it's not just happening in one aspect of the culture. It's happening yeah. all over. And yeah. so, a big demographic of that is white children. There are low literacy levels in black students, but we're not Absolutely. bringing that up right I, no, now. No, no, I, I, That's I, not no, the I, point I, here. I, I get that. I get that. I get that. <laughs> I'm saying we're bleeding things that. into not, a I'm conversation not, that we're not, not having. I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to bleed. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Discrimination does exist on both ends, but to make it seem like so it's educational discrimination. Well, no, no, I, I, I do think that's I why do, I said I, I, wait, I said wait, I said wait. it's instructional. Did, did, I said it's instructional inequality. That's what I said when I when I first inequality. Yeah, because she she mentioned the way classrooms are, the way teachers instruct their students. It favors, uh, yeah, it favors women or, or girls, sure, young girls. Sure. So I said, I said, I opened up. I said instructional inequality. Yeah. I said that is a separate conversation. And I don't want that to bleed in to the to the DEI or, or racial conversation that we're having because if we go and start talking about inequality in educational practices and inequality and in, in like the disparity in like you know literacy levels amongst students, we're gonna get back to black kids are still pushing the bar there. Well, black kids well, are still leading well, that, well, bro. What, 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 whatever, whatever low scale you'll find on a general scale. Go black and it'll be lower. Obviously, yes, and absolutely, yes, yes, yes for sure. And yes, that's kind of my point. That, that is a like I said, like, and you can keep tearing down. And and I would say still there is a discriminatory level on all of those. And the the further you go in discrimination, 
other groups will then therefore get impacted. Obviously, mm-hmm. I, now mind you, whether and that's that's why I said is, is it micro or macro? Because I'm just like I'm like man, on a macro level, as I see the perception of how we view white people, mm-hmm. it is not in a positive light when we're talking about black. And my perspective, you can even go black Christians. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. And and your my perspective and how I view something, and then the, and then the and then like it it equating to oppression. Not making it equate. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. So if 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 we're just dealing with discrimination and oppression, yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, that's two different things. Yeah. So if we're just talking about viewpoint oppression, yeah, if we're just talking about how I view somebody, I'll concede you the point. But 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 I think what she's talking about and this and and correct me if I'm wrong. I don't even think that's necessarily a new thing. Because I remember hearing that when I was growing up. There were kids and there were young boys in my class that struggled because they were a little bit more hands-on. They were a little bit more, I think the word you was tactile. Yes. They were a little bit more hands-on. That's not even a new thing. So, sure. like, to even kind of, my, my only thing is I don't want that to bleed into what we're really talking well, about. like I said, the, the example given was you're white, you'll be okay. And so, for me, I'm, I'm like, that is Well, to your, question, to your point, is that, dude, I, don't, I don't believe that to be a macro thing. I don't know. That's what I was asking. I don't believe it to be. Oh, I, 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 I. And then we're going to go to. Because this is an educator. It depends. It can be macro. How? It can. I, like, the, the narrative really is for white people. You're white, you'll be okay. We don't, like. No, 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 no. No, the, my, my question is, it ma- asking, is it macro and teaching practices that? Oh, pra- that in, pra- idea, in that practicality, idea, yeah, probably not. I mean, yeah, teacher, uh, yeah. So, teacher, at yeah. this point, I if did, you so. stayed in education, you're probably a really good teacher for sure, absolutely. And so you care about all your kids equally. You're yeah. not thinking yeah, you in there already. So that, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't want, I don't want us to take that and then try to make that. Like I said, I'm more, I'm, I'm actually dealing ideologically, not always practical. I wouldn't even say I that. Would that not even, ideal. I would not even, I, bro, what I'm, what I'm saying is like, I don't think by and large, you know, especially verbally, will anybody ever just say, yo, you know what I'm saying? Because you're black and just know you're, you, you got it tough and da, 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 da. And like, I don't, I don't think like most teachers do that. Although sure. I do believe most teachers oh, believe that and acknowledge that and teach differently. Yeah. And so because of that, I do think it's, and that's that's and, that, and and that's and that's why I like if anything it's it's a gripe towards the church when it comes to even the DEI conversation cuz at the end Excuse of the day me. when we talk about uh diversity equity inclusion right that means there are groups out there that are not getting equal opportunities that's cool now america can operate one way i think it is a specific call for the church to operate even more sacred than that different than that and so i don't even care if someone isn't as qualified there are exceptions to the rules that are not being catered to and so if someone has you know saying one arm right and still wants to work in a position he will be slower right and so obviously you're saying okay bet let's let's well you know may the best man win if they're qualified if they're competent cool i get that but now you haven't even created an opportunity for and a group of people like the Hebrew community. Like they literally had a group where the lepers lived, right? Why to accommodate them and not make them so far outside of the community they could not benefit from the community. And I think that it's important for the community to benefit. And I just don't like it. It almost seems like we're separating the mindset behind the Christianity of like I, I don't know. To me, DEI makes sense from a Christian standpoint, but like I said, practically it doesn't look like it's, it's happening. You know what I'm saying on on a on a, in 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 action. 
I mean, she gave you an example. It takes time, though. Absolutely. No, no, no. It I takes know. time. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with her. Like, I'm, I'm, it I takes time, agree. bro. It I takes time. Agree. I'm, not, I'm not against it. Yeah, yeah. I agree. You said don't go far? Miles Brown doing something good. How y'all doing? Talk to me, young Miles. So, um, there's a f- couple things I want to say, but first, I've heard this word a few times, or this phrase, CRT. And I've heard CRT probably over the last like year and a half is when I really first started hearing it. Two for me. And what I would, the reason I told you not to go far is because I would love for someone to actually explain what is CRT. It's so hard. <laughs> the, will you okay, please, yeah, at least it. I can, because it's a problem. Yeah, switch, switch bots. What is CRT, critical race theory? Break it down for us. Okay, the elementary version, because it's a, it, it was it's very, only, it was only was used say, was in it? law school. Yeah, bro. Okay. It's and also, it's not a new thing. I think it's 20 plus years. Yeah, yeah it's, it's been it's, it's been in the system for 20 plus years. Yes, but they just been only the newest. use it yeah. in law school. And basically all it says is that that there is systematic oppression in different facets of American culture. Mm-hmm. Or not culture, but in, in the American system. That the oppression and racism. It's inherent. Is inherent to so, Western so, society. So, so why yeah. is it why is it important to make the delineation between that it was only in law school first? Because they were specifically looking at the criminal justice system. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Indeed. Now, that is elementary. not happening K through twelve. Indeed. They're not teaching that, bro. <laughs> They're not teaching that. First of all, thank you. The side. Nice introduction. Yeah, I don't know if y'all know how hard it is to get a. A definition from somebody. Oh, bro. What is critical race theory? Because I done heard so much stuff that's. Don't go to that Facebook comments for that. Don't even got anything to do with <laughs> black or folks. YouTube. Like, it's, it's hard to yeah. get that breakdown. But understanding that it actually makes sense because in everything, racism has showed its face. I was talking to someone, Literally. and I was like, yeah. they asked, why do black people think everything is racist? And I was like, name something that wasn't racist for black people. <laughs> I Facts. really want to know. I really Bar. Want, where did you drink from the water fountain? Yeah. Racist. What job did you have? Yeah. Racist. Where did you live? Racist. Racist. How far up did you go at the job that you got? Racist. You're Dragon a great Ball athlete. Z. Racist. Racist. Come on now. <laughs> you Mr. Popo? Racist. Hey. Are you kidding me? They did my nigga so dirty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's, it's really everything. You can yeah. be the best basketball player, and Bill Russell is playing for the Boston Celtics and bringing 11 championships in 13 years, which blows my mind, and he's still being discriminated against in his city. Mm-hmm. Like, I really don't know a single thing where I can say, nah, racism didn't play a part in that. The way that we learned scripture. And it ain't been 60 years. Uh-oh, he's opening a door. <laughs> like, it's, it's so much stuff. So, just, I appreciate you for that. Um, but I'm not going to get on that because, that's like I said, it's literally everything. That's so, we'll be, be here one. all day. Yeah, yeah um, sitting here for a minute. Yeah. But I, I wanted to say it was interesting hearing, like, the back and forth between uh, Trey and Mitch because, like, both of you guys were 100% correct. For example, I won't say where it is, but there's a school district that reached out to me to come and speak. And this school district, um, Title IX, 
I believe that's when they don't have no money, right? Or the title one. Look how the teachers got upset. The people don't have money. The students. I apologize. My bad. You good? You good? This whole quarter turned up. Hey, hey, don't attack. I asked a question. They started. They started throwing staples and highlights. for the back So. So this this is a place I where I saw a couple posting those fly at your head, bro. I legitimately asked. <laughs> so it's it's funny because this 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 is a place where clearly the students and their families don't have money. It's clear. Um, and I don't know if you guys know about poverty, but poverty Hilarious. pretty much breeds poverty and all that comes with it. Poverty beats, poverty beats crime, which yeah. is terrible. Um, but this is a predominantly white. Hmm. City, yeah, which means most of the people there are white, and if they don't have money in the city, which means most of the people in the city are white folks without money. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on. All I'm all I'm saying is, to Mitch's point, there's plenty of white folks going through things, and to completely negate that when those specific white folks. Speak up when the ones that are literally saying, hey, I don't have and I want help and I need. And you tell that white dude, when you're a white dude, you'll be okay. Like, eh, you're a white dude and there's some stuff you won't face. I don't know if you're actually going to be okay. Like, <laughs> you, you may not get killed by a cop, but you, just your situation, it probably ain't going to be nothing anybody wants to deal with. Um, so I feel like to acknowledge that, it's not going to hold us back from getting to our point. It just determines how do we speak to people when we're trying to get our point across. So it's, it's very interesting to see, like, when someone brings up their troubles, like, no, we're not talking about white folks right now. You're right. We're not talking about white folks right now. But we don't have to be completely dismissive of the fact that they have issues, too. What we have to do is figure out, because if we want to move forward, like it or not, in America, black folks want to move forward, we got to figure out how to navigate. Just... Navigating on what we feel like, it ain't going to be enough. How do you play the game? You want to score points in basketball? That's great. You can't take four steps. You have to dribble. Okay? Now, some people are superstars, and they get to break the rules. But that's not the vast majority of people. Okay? So we just have to figure out how are we going to navigate. So when someone brings it up, I don't think it's the correct response to be like, now forget them and everything they're going through because we ain't dealing with that. I think it's more appropriate to be like, hey, I, I do know that there are some issues, but can we bring the focus back to the thing that we're focused on right now? Indeed. Because as I think it was Trey said, everything that has been for black people has been for everybody. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to lie, I think that's part of our problem right now. Different conversation. But I, I, I do... Is I, it? No, no, it, it is. It is because I, I think I have a lot of different thoughts on... The benefits, the pro, the pros and cons of segregation, um, I, I but that, that is a different conversation. That's more of a us conversation, if you will. Okay. Um, this is a we conversation. To your point, um, I, I'm I don't think there's a lot of we in here. Um, oh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. I I 100 percent I'm with you. Like, I don't think the conversation of Somebody like racial it. conversations have to automatically mean white people don't got problems. That's not, that's not, that's, that is not an inherent um, criteria for, for us to have racial conversations, right? Oh, that, that, yeah. that, that would, that would, that would be like, that would be like, 
that would be like if uh, if if you broke your arm and we're trying to figure out how do we help Miles, and I'm like, help Miles, I need gas, nigga. Sure, you do. But right now we're trying to figure out how to help Miles because he's he 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 has something that is hindering how he lives. So one, I I I don't think and and again I'm not denying that conversations go that way, but that is not this conversation. Yeah. We're not we're not putting down white people. I'm can not I, saying that white people a live in, in a fair. I, I, I want to I want to pause you right there. I completely agree with what you're saying. Okay, but. my response was to the response in the room. Exactly. When that instance was brought up, and it was a well, well, he will. When what instance was brought up? The the student that was told you're a white male, you'll be okay. Sure. And it was the instance you the, the instant you will that I heard from multiple people. And That's to be clear, to for the people in the room, I hold nothing against any of you guys. Okay, I, I have no ill will towards anybody who feels differently about something than I do. Okay, we're all cool. So I just don't want it to be like any actual smoke, any real like animosity. Just say it, Miles. Just, just, just say it, Miles. Just nah, say it. For just example, say it, bro. Me, just say it, bro. Me and my man Josh, we have like debates and we'll debate stuff all night and it'll get like it'll seem heated to other people. Yeah. But it's like, like, if y'all know me and Josh, you know that's my boy. Like yeah, there's sure. there's no ill will ill will. So I want anybody else who hears this that might be in the room, like he talking about I I, I got nothing against none of y'all. Okay. I gotta so, get so um but that's all I wanted to say. It wasn't about the the overall, it was the specific. As soon as this brought up, it was but he will. I was like I mean, but he he really might not though. <laughs> sure, and, and, and to that, I, and like I said, to that, I w- I would say I, I agree. But I think too often the problem that and and I can I can say this just about my experiences in these conversations. I think so often what happens is like what is like what uh, Ty was talking about is we will put out these ideas that back our experiences, right? Wokeness. Um, just the general idea of mm-hmm. our black experience in America, and it gets rewritten so often. Okay, Facts. it gets rewritten so many times. Okay, even this idea that as a whole the black community did not put out CRT, it's still being rewritten as a way to victimize little kids and send them home crying, which is I'm like, true. which is true, ridiculous. True, true, true. That's that's literally what people are saying. That's what literally what like lawmakers and, and politicians that's are saying. That's actually the reason why I had to ask and, what CRT was. Yeah, yeah. And in in like in like actual government meetings. So I'm not saying that response is okay. What I am saying is we have to be very careful not to misidentify things as issues. we're having conversations. Yeah, yeah. I, I can you. I can recognize that People struggle in general. People struggle in general. But I think the problem is, and this is, and you mentioned white fragility, I think sometimes, and I, and I even think sometimes that, that label does get thrown around a little too often. But I think sometimes what, what we see as fragile is the unwillingness to sit in a tough conversation, even though the person that has offended me may look like you. I'm not always saying all white people are evil, but what I am saying, a certain demographic has pushed a certain agenda since the inception of America. So I don't think we have to relinquish our ability to talk about tough conversations and be upfront about what the conversation is. But I also don't, but I I also want to be clear no, we're not going to sit here and like, Ignore the issues of a demographic because, as to my point, that is that is anti what what, what 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 no, that's not what I'm doing. That is anti what like we have done historically as a people. You know what I'm saying? MLK didn't march just so black people could be good. He didn't. 
what I'm saying? We weren't up. Fred and Hampton wasn't up in arms. Justice. Yeah, it was justice. Fred Hampton wasn't up in arms because he was like, I want to kill all white people. No. It was a little bit. It was a little bit. It was a little bit more radical, but it was all about justice. Yeah, it and, was all and, about and, restoration, and, and, and bro. That's, so that's, like, look, that's 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 where I'm at right now. Like, yeah, I'm, sure. I'm, I have more of a, like a Fred Hampton mindset, you know, in the aspect of like him developing and like creating the, the Rainbow Coalition. Sure, yeah. You know, yeah. He, he unified different different types of people that were yeah that were literally enemies. He unified yeah. blacks. He unified the Latinos. He unified yeah. the whites. Right, and it was like, man, yeah. these are whites that literally walk around with Confederate flags. Yeah, and mm-hmm. all he saw was like, it, it was. It's, I don't know if y'all saw uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. It's mm-hmm. a fire. If you've not seen Judas and the Black Messiah, please watch the movie. It's great. It's the scene where he basically goes into a room full of uh, lobbying people who are just like struggling, and they got the Confederate flags in there, and he brought his Black Panthers with him, and they were like, bro, why are we here? Like, yo, fam, let's let's get out of here. He said, he said no, nah, we here, we here. And he's like, hey, what's up, Fred? And he just basically communicates. He's like, yo. If a burn, if there's a building, a burn, a building that's burning down right now, what's your politics? Water. What's your culture? Escape. He's like, at the end of the day, it don't matter if you're black, white, Latino. If you're struggling, you want water and escape. And so that's what he said. He said, he said yes, let's unify and get this water and get this escape. Rather than look at what makes us different, look at what makes us the same, which is the struggle. Right? And so all I'm saying is... By me even saying or stating that white people are struggling, and then not only that, the culture is causing, all, causing or even promoting the struggle, the immediate attack is then, oh, well, it makes sense, or duh, or they'll be okay. That is called invalidation, bro. Is the culture causing white people to struggle? What, I, what I'm saying that's is like, the, that's wait, my wait, 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 wait. We can't address the boy problem and address the problem in our society and address the problem with men without addressing the problem of mental health, bro. And so when you're talking about a group of people that literally, if I was to walk down Elm Street right now and say, sure, what, what are white men good for? People would literally have the audacity to speak negative of a group of people. That is ridiculous, fam. So is and your so, answer yes or no? What, 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 yes. What, the mentally, yes. The culture is causing white people to struggle. Ment- yes, mentally, absolutely, bro. That's interesting. Yeah, bro, like, like. And so, and so, what, and so, what, what is this? Invalidated when, no, when, I'm not trying to invalidate. I'm trying to bring. No, some, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. To... I'm, I'm saying in general when that happens, bro. Okay. Like, and then, and that's that's what you're seeing. And then you're also all you're doing is scrolling and watching these uh, conservative things all day and hearing from the same types of people and the same types of thinkers and they're telling you how to think, bro. It's toxic because you're only receiving one type of information sure. and you're not even filtering, it, huh? Okay, I'm talking about algorithms, um, and that's TikTok. I'm uh, cool. That YouTube. Uh, hold, on, hold on, let's let's let's, well, let's, I'm let's a, give her. I'm yeah, I'm say, I, I just want to say one thing before I let's sit down. I think it's kind of weird that uh, I'm the only. I'm, wait, I'm the only uh, male in here that don't have like a full beard, and that hurts a little bit. Cause I are you really? Yeah. I are you really? Yeah, one. He is. I'm a. I'm a full grown yeah. adult. Darnell don't, don't have a beard. Oh wait, you do, don't nah, you? Nah, it's, 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 and it's flourishing too. It's not. It's not patchy or Come nothing. Here. You feel me? Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't don't, don't accommodate that. Okay. Yeah, don't you know what I'm saying. I just want to throw that out there. I this. You know what I'm saying? Talk about being discriminated against. I'm the only I one in the, the building. You feel me? Proud of you, black man. The only one. This is all like. This is all I can do. You feel me? We love you though. You doing something good though. <laughs> you doing something good, bro? Go get a shirt, Miles. Wait, wait, like, like, did did anybody in like your uh, your family have beards? 
My dad Yo, got a full not beard. you attacking huh? his bloodline. My dad got a beard. Your dad got a beard? <laughs> oh, wow. You're wild. My oldest brother? I was brother? wondering. This man said, you come from a beardless line of men. I didn't say it. I was asking. <laughs> exactly. I, was, I, was, I, was, I really wanted to. Good one, Maya. I really wanted Good to. Good one. It's, 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 it's like, bro, you know what I'm saying? Give her you a button. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you do. You, you come on. But, but I, he didn't sign up. It's, it sounded like he just. He didn't sign up. Yeah. He didn't ask to be here. Hey, bro. Essentially. Hey, look, fam. Look, fam. Look, fam. <laughs> Beard itch is something crazy, man. You know what I'm saying? You got to take care of it. You it got is, bro. Days, bro. It is, bro. Beard itch ain't, yeah, ain't nothing. It's, bro. Beard bro. is not all it's cracked up you to be, bro. It is. But it, but with every hey, privilege, hey, hey, hey. I was trying to, responsibility. I was trying to soften the blow. Every privilege has responsibility. Beloved. Talk to us. Um, hi, how are you guys doing? Thanks for I'm well. introducing the conversation. I just wanted to point out that um, there's a propensity to censor white people whenever non-white people are being censored. I think when you talk about the conversation about diversity, equity, and uh, inclusion and intersectionality, really justice, diversity, equity, inclusion, and intersectionality, these are people that have really in this current moment experience day-to-day macro, micro aggressions, straight up discrimination. And the only avenue that they have to employ in order to seek justice or pursue their dreams, because the first target is universities for a reason, um, is policies, federal, um, state, local policies surrounding diversity, equity, and inclusion. And it's important that we as minoritized and marginalized individuals really become familiar with policies and laws. Like, um, because of the discrimination that I've experienced while pursuing my second degree, I really had to sit down and read the university policies, really sit down and make sure that I understood what these articles mean and how I can advocate not only for myself, but other um, minoritized students or not fully abled individuals. And really seeing and going through that process is traumatizing while trying to pursue academic excellence. And I've watched students be pushed out of their programs because the professors that are usually all white, um, and the deans and the presidents of these institutions know very, very well how to tap dance around those, the verbiage within those policies. So when you do away with diversity, equity, and inclusion, what you're doing is setting up the alley-oop that we just saw with Roe v. Wade. It's not that people are outcrying against just oh, certain hiring practices, it's that they know that without this type of policy in place, the next policies that will be taken away and done away with are anything surrounding affirmative action, which has been the <coughs> true goal all along. And when you have that type of alley-oop on a federal policy mandated level, you have no leg to stand on when you're fighting for justice. And, and, and that's why I pointed out, it's, it's not random that they first went after CRT in the fall. That's not random. That was a very methodical thing. So, like, like you're saying, like, they're setting it up. They're not doing these things just at random. All right, we won with CRT. What do we do next? They already they, know. They already exactly know where they're going, bro. The like, they're, dri- they're driving down a, a street on purpose, man. They're driving down a street on purpose. Yeah, and, 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 and obviously, you know, if, if you want to uh, fear tactics is to um, put forth women and children as the, the main uh, victims, I, mm-hmm. I'm like yeah. So if 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 you if you portray women a certain way and then say this is 
a threat to them or you portray children a certain way, this is a threat to them. And then last one is lifestyle. Hey, this is a threat to lifestyle. You know. Um, oh, you're saying they manipulate that, yeah. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know for what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. I I, look, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I recognize it, bro. Look, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, And that's why I truly, that's like, that's I say it. I don't care about politics, but I, I, I really just, I peep game, you know what I'm saying, in the same way, like, yo, like, you know, I, I, I peep game other things, but I'm, I'm really not too invested because I just feel like I can gain the conversations from people in, 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 in day-to-day life and, and, yeah. and, and get that from engaging actual people. And I'm yeah. like, I, all I'm seeing right now is two people that are making the policies debate things. I want to know the people that are uh, living the policies and sure. what they're going through, sure. right? And so that's what I'm paying attention to. Yeah, like, and that's what, what, what they're going through is so – in a specific class type of situation, if you don't have any policy that mandates that the professors, the deans, are diverse, you won't have that one minoritized, colored, or not fully abled individual that has the life experience to draw from to say, this is how you make an equitous policy in general. Exactly. Like in my class, my nursing class, we had one assignment. <laughs> We had to create a policy that defined professionalism. I was the only student, (laughs) one of the only black students in the program altogether, not even no black professors, no faculty, no dean, not even a black janitor, right? What program was this, if you don't mind me asking? It's a nursing program. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, So with that... You gotta gotta be this... I don't want to blur no more faces. (laughs) with, With that, though, I posited the question, why would we... What are the implications of this policy? I was the only one with the forethought to think that. Why? Because in truth, the reason that the assignment was created is because the semester before, we had an assignment to do, and I chose to center African-American people that suffer from sickle cell disease. Um, and I was told I was not allowed to because that was African-American people don't have culture. When I brought it to the professor's attention That's that that crazy. was a very racist and untrue sentiment, I, they tried to get me in trouble. Like, legit, like, you're not in this program no more in trouble. Now, with that, I was able to go and look at the verbiage of the, university, of the university's policies, and I was able to basically say, you have no legal light to Rounds. stand on. Yep. There are no rules that allow you to, do, to act in this way and respond. Bang, bang. Because there bang, was no bang, professionalism bang, policy bang. in our program. Mm-hmm. So the very next semester, we have to do a assignment that creates the definition of professionalism for our program. Now, when I say what are the implications, that literal policy was going to be what we as students were held accountable. Now, unfortunately, because I'm one of the only black people, one of the only people of color in the program, most of the students don't realize that professionalism is White supremacy is at the core of professionalism, the way we understand it in America. So that's just a very small example that I'm the only one with the knowledge to give that idea pushback because I'm like, well, all of you guys are between 18 and 21. None of you guys have kids. Most of you guys are fully able. Most of you guys are middle class. Most of you guys don't need the financial support, et cetera. So you guys don't have the life experience to advocate for the single mother, to advocate for the less abled person. So when you come up with this definition of professionalism, it will only serve you. So there's no way that we can create an equitous policy that serves all students of all backgrounds. Now, when we compare that to the larger topic of diversity, equity, and inclusion, that is the life that people are really living and that is the fight that is really being fought here facts yeah. so so here's the and, 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 that, and that's and that's and that's that is my like that is actually like one of my main points in this is because like 
that the D in diversity, right? It's almost as if understanding, <coughs> yes, you, eat, you actually may even hire someone who is black, but when you're only make, it's almost like every time I go to these conferences and Christian conferences, things like that, we always have conversations about race. Who going to be up there? Somebody black, somebody white. As <laughs> if that is the, the only thing that makes diversity. up the body, yeah. right? And yeah. so even in us being diverse, we pick and choose how we present diversity. Mm-hmm. And so even yeah. with, like, like, if I was to hire somebody, like, like yo, I, I went to a, a, a PWI, predominantly white institution, and it was a, a Christian school. There were people that were black hires. Now, they talked a certain type of way. And they, they had a certain type of experience. Right. Right? And so it's, it's, so even if that's the case, there's, there could be people who are qualified on paper. But just because somebody may have a different culture than you or even a different experience than you, for the sake of protecting the workspace and making sure everybody is getting along, you won't even hire certain types of people based off culture despite what their skin looks like. And I think and so that's I think, a... I think, I, think, I, think, I think that is why, like I said, ideally, yes, DEI is amazing, but yeah. I, I even think it could be used against people even in the, like, the, the, the diver- I, I think we focus on the equity, but the diversity of that, just because we may have the same skin color, don't mean we share the same experiences. Well, I think, and, and that's why it's so important that you, you, you bring up a great point. You, you, you have to remember <clears throat> that it's not just diversity and skin color, but it's, div- like you said, it's culture. culture. I remember I, I had a sit down with, uh, with some people from our church uh, um, back in 2020 after, like, the summer was over. And, you know, we were talking, and I was like, yeah, you know, we have a diversity issue at our church. And I'm like, wait a minute, Elisha. Like, we've got a lot of black people and a lot of Hispanic and a lot of Asian, a lot of uh, um, uh, 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 Middle Eastern people, Ethiopian people. And I'm like, yo, like, you're right. But I said, when was the last time we played a Kurt Franklin song? Yeah, yeah. And, I, and hear me, I love Hillsong. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to get rid of it, but but what but what I'm trying to but to your point, what I'm trying to say is, when I come here, I have assimilated. Diversity is also being able to see a reflection of many different people many, yep. and many different cultures. cultures yep. It is not diverse. We just got a lot of different looking people. Yeah. There you go. This culture, this church, is one big culture and it, it talks the same it walks the same it dresses the same it sounds the same the like the great like the great like illusion of diversity is having a lot of different people act the same way yep yep and and now now here's the thing here's the thing i actually i'm actually pro um culture churches you know what i'm saying like yeah. if, if you have the same church and it's all the same culture like if, go for if, it if, if if your first language is, is is spanish and you go to a latin speaking church yeah, I'm not going to be like, y'all need some diversity. Nah, fam. Where's like, the black history program? You feel me? I'm not mad at you. <laughs> I'm I, do it. The only thing I have ridiculous. an issue with is hearing people say, your church is diverse just because the pastor married somebody of a different race. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And y'all got black people and white people. Oh, you know, it's a, it's a diverse it's a diverse culture. This is what heaven y'all sounds got like. Diverse, <laughs> y'all got diverse people, but the culture is still the same. You know, you know, you know what they say? This is what heaven looks like. No, ah. it's not. <laughs> This is this this, this, this is, is heaven what? heaven section B <laughs> right one two dash three. This is what the last Hillsong conference looked like, but wow. I don't know if it's what heaven. I just wanted to say two last things. 
originally, I understand your heart for um, speaking up for the underman, but I think of the sentiment from some people in the crowd in response to you um, kind of taking up for the little white boy that will be okay. I think it's important to acknowledge that in the sentence, the context of that was they were saying systemically you will be okay. Like the odds are so in your favor in comparison to your peers, your non-white peers or your female peers or your less abled peers, that they were not speaking literally and saying to your point that you won't have struggle because when we talk about systemic realities and oppression, we're not talking about individual experiences. Indeed, the white culture and white individuals are the only ones that are able to benefit and realize an individual experience in America. We wouldn't know what that's like because the moment that a black person goes and commits an act of terror somewhere, what actually happens is I'm looked at as the next terrorist and I'm treated sure. in, in that regard. Yeah. So, but white people benefit off that individualism by being able to defeat the odds because there were never odds against them. But then they also um, benefit from what we call referential power. The color of your skin gives you a, a level of power that we use as systematic currency in the workplace when someone goes to get a loan, et cetera. It was a long, I was trying to give you a button. It was far away, and I used my foot. And so I far missed away. it. I missed it. I missed it. And so I want you to know that deal. I'm going to just give you a bang, bang. Keep talking. Nigga, bang, don't have bang, 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 bang. Thank you. And bang, then the last bang, thing I wanted bang, to say bang, was I just bang. really wanted to <laughs> I really wanted to implore everybody. Um, what's happening right now um, in Texas and Florida within the United States um, is really a war that we all have to get ready to really settle in and ride yeah. out and empower yourself to know that you can make a difference at every single sphere of influence. And sometimes that might look like attending your board of education meetings um, yeah. because there's a lot of powerful things happening there. Um, some of it may look like just sit, simply sitting down and getting involved in politics, <laughs> uh, even if you don't like it, because you can say, I don't like politics, but there is a impact that politics does have on you yeah. that will mean life or death, whether you like it or not, because there's an, an evil happening that will not stop just because we're tired of fighting. And then the last thing I will say um, from a Christian perspective is really pray. There is power in the name of Jesus. And one of the things that I do know is that all things are all things are working for the good of those who love the Lord. And I know that the Lord sees us and the Lord sees what's happening. And he is not lost. He is not like lacking power. There are angels waging war on our behalf. And I think the Lord really stands on his word and says faith without works is dead. So really in whatever capacity, whatever gift, Gifting, get to work. Shout out to God. Hold on, real quick. Love it, love it. I truly agree with everything you said. But when that little white boy heard that, what did he hear? He didn't. Um, and I'll tell you because I had a classmate that I had to have this conversation with. Um, I graduated with 4.0 GPA, Honor Society, top of my class, blah, 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 right? But in the journey to that, <laughs> Thank you, Lord. In the journey to that, I had to do a couple of group projects with mm -hmm. some white guys. And for them, their approach every time was, it's okay, we'll be all right. I trust that we'll get the assignment done. Yeah, but how we get the assignment done affects my GPA and I care because I'm gonna go to grad school. I have goals, like this is, you know, don't take privileges on mine. But what they're, the lens that they're looking at it through is I'm gonna graduate, I'm gonna get a job 
I already have, mm -hmm. mind you, guaranteed offered jobs in the unit, the specialty that I want. There's a lot of gatekeeping in healthcare. So as a black person alone, as a black woman alone, I have to fight and be perfect just to get that same job that you've already been offered. Mm -hmm. And I already have five more experience, five years more experience in healthcare, and you've never even stepped foot in a hospital before, right? Yeah. So with that perspective, having to sit down and explain to them that the only reason that I'm even in this program, one of the only black people in this program in the first place is because I realized that I had to make myself a palatable black person and during the very visual interview Ooh, I palatable. catered My to God. what I knew that they wanted out of me mm -hmm. so that I can get what I needed and they didn't have to do that they don't have to think to do that but last part and the reason why DEI is so important, they were getting full, they got offered full scholarships. I'm one of the few people that got into the program with a 4.0 GPA. I was never offered any type of scholarship. I got offered one loan and one grant, right? Mm -hmm. um, but they were offered full scholarships that they had such a lack of need of that they were to use that money, they were able to use that money to buy a house. So when we say, little white boy, you will be okay. There are funds that people in power that look like you are have the power to wield and disseminate and will look at you and because they see themselves in you, they will give that to you and refuse it from me, even though yeah. you have no need for it. No, I, again, for sure. We're talking truly, about with I, the little boy here. Hold on. The child. No, I, but I truly agree with that. But again, I'm talking about from an eight-year-old boy's <laughs> perspective. Eighth grade. He was 14. Or eighth okay, grade. Eighth grade. Okay. okay. Yeah, at, at that point, I'm look okay, older. I, I got I to okay. raise up a little bit. Don't, okay, look. <laughs> a little older, but right. again, still. But don't, we remember the, don't we remember the little experiment of little kids picking out the dolls? Um, kids at very, very young age very much understand. I remember being in kindergarten and understanding and looking in the mirror, going home, looking in the mirror and telling myself, okay, you're not pretty because you're black, and that's okay because you're smart. I told myself that at a mm -hmm. very young age because I understood what was going on around me. And I was able to use that knowledge to become excellent in every area of my life possible. And that plan, unfortunately, worked. Mm -hmm. So the white boy that heard that, that was not his first time hearing that. I'm going to posit to you that the first time he heard that was from his dad, was from his mother. So sitting here and blaming the teacher when his whole community is affirming that reality in every way possible, that is unfair because we know for a fact that the community that he grows up, he was born understanding that his greatness is in his skin. That's referential power. That's tough. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I would say anybody that has that mindset is going to teach differently. But it, yeah. It, yeah. No. I, sure. And I, and I think. Differently in, I think, in an aspect of like. I think, I think both can be true. You know what I'm saying? I, I would, I would yeah. never advocate for a teacher to speak to a Welcome. child. A child like that in, in any case. Yeah. But before, because I know she about to, she about to, I'm not. She about to tear off. I'm not. But before, I'm not, before I'm you not. do, before you, you already do, holding the mic. Before, you before first you do, to hold it. She said, I'm not. Just, before, before I'm you, not. before the plane takes off. It's not. Um, I, I, I do, I do want to, I do want to pose like a question. Like, we've seen countless mass shootings mm -hmm. in the last. We can just, we could just go last five years. We've seen, we've seen countless mass shootings, right? Mm -hmm. And, and 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 what's what's crazy is, gun laws have not become have more restrictive. They've actually started rolling them back foolishly. So, we're talking about like a direct correlation between the access to guns and mass shootings. 
and legislature has not been written in any in any regard to make the access to guns more restrictive. Matter of fact, and I, I may have to fact check myself on this one. I believe like there's legislature either floating around Texas or, or or one of the states where they're trying to put guns legally in the hands of 18 year olds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, right. wild. Yeah, but right now you don't even need a license for it. Yeah, so right now you and right now in Texas you, you don't need a license carry, to ca conceal carry. Okay, so you don't got to go to a class. You don't got to go to nope. anything. And we're not even going to talk about gun shows completely unregulated. You can go walk into a gun show with a full. You could be. You can be Florida man walking into a gun show. Whoa! <laughs> no, walking into no, a gun can't. show. Whoa there! Walk into a gun show. Buy it. Buy buy a gun cash and have like the most colored criminal background. Yeah. They don't. They don't. They. They're not. They're not restricting gun laws. But seventeen-year-old was a. They. It was a seventeen-year-old that bought several guns. They recorded it. Yeah, um, bro. No. No background check. No Nothing. parental. Consent, nothing. But you can but, just buy the mugs. But wow. gun laws have become more laxed. Yeah. Why is it that when we're talking about like things that concern life and death, we're laxed about it? But when it comes to things like teaching a race in the school, now we're making our kids victims. Now our kids are being sent home crying, but you can write laws at the place that would actually keep kids from dying. I don't know. It's just, you know, maybe it's just me. But, you know. Look, end of the day, <laughs> I say this. I bet you do. If you're a healthcare professional and you got some free time, let's say you got like a year, I have a perfect job for you. Be a healthcare professional auditor. If you are a person of color that works in the healthcare field, find you a woke white friend. And go mm. to different jobs, and both of y'all apply at that same job. Ask for a raise equally. And then, if you're discriminated against, sue, and then go to the next place. So Keep doing that. Oh, yeah, 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 no. It is a lick. If it's really that bad, go hit licks. I encourage you. Take advantage of the system. I didn't, I didn't spend eight years doing it. But if I did... I go hit some licks real quick. It's, Give me my money. All you gotta do is apply. You apply, right. you get the entry level thing, and next thing you know, oh snap, you got discriminated against, got another one. Let's split the I, I get some, you get some, we here. That's a whole profession. All you gotta do is change your wig, you know what I'm saying? Do a little thing, you know, you, you know, absolutely. In fact, change in fact, your wig. go ahead all and right, all go ahead right. wear the afro to make yourself even more discriminated. All right, all right. Take advantage of the system, you feel me? All Why? Right. Because that means you're auditing and then you're actually checking people. And then they actually got to... Look, I, I say it like this. Companies don't switch until they got to pay. Mm -hmm. Most companies, until you start hitting the money, they're not doing nothing. Yeah. So I say, go hit the money. All right, Miss Mamas. Okay. I agree with you. Yay. Um, but Really? Yeah. <laughs> what? No, but when you were talking about the ag algorithms, because I know you looked at me like, girl. Um, but... There was a study after the Trump election that actually what you feed into on your social media is what's going to keep getting sent to you. So you were saying that white people are seeing all this negative stuff about them all day and it's applying to their mental health. But that's actually not true. If they are feeding to what makes them feel good, they're getting the, oh, black people are lying or, you know, white fragility is fake. And that's how the algorithm was working on Facebook oh, and social media right for a little bit. Keep so talking, I'm just saying, talk to I'm Mitchell. just, I'm talk just to saying Mitchell. that was, bang, that was, bang, I'm just saying bang, that was, that was bang, a study that was bang, proven because it was bang. such so much 
you know, get me disconnect. <laughs> okay, so 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 in response, um, I actually completely agree with what you said. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure you heard me correctly. What I'm saying is is that when you're only soaking in one type of thought, that is what the algorithm will continue to feed you. In, in correlation to what you just said. And because of that, I think that is toxic. When you already feel like you're a victim and then you're going to the people that are telling you you're a victim rather than getting diverse people in diverse schools of thought and learning that way. That is what university was. Diversity and <laughs> unity. And so when we're talking about a university and was, you're only getting a unify, like you're only getting a mono teaching, then I think that is toxic. So I'm actually in complete agreement with you. Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, whatever it may be. When you watch one certain type of thing, they're going to keep feeding you that certain type of thing. And I think that when you already in your mind feel like the culture is against you, you feel like you're a victim, you feel like black people are doing this, the woke culture is doing this, and then all you're doing is watching Candace Owens, Jordan Peterson, Matt Walsh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, I think that's not just I, – I think it's going to affect you in the net negative because you're not understanding that there's also other experiences out there and why people have those experiences. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was passionate. I yeah, love it. I, I, I agree back, but also with diversity, not, not to disagree to the point you just made, but when you're talking about DEI, a lot of the times when we're having these conversations or these conferences, the people that need to be in the room are never in the room, right? So we're talking to like-minded people. So same to your point. So if I go to a DEI conference, it's because I'm passionately there because I actually want to change things. And how do I change from the inside up? You won't see CEOs at, at those conferences because to your point, Unless we got hit financially or unless it's like a public, a public like, with like battle, they're not going to change or make a change. They're trying to save face because a lot, we all know this, universities are our business. Every school, higher ed, that is a business. That is, that is numbers, pushing numbers. Keeping, like if you apply for a master's degree, you're going to get it. Why? Because they want your money. They want that money. So it's like you, it's, they, they rarely turn anybody around, like, away unless they have like a cap on the class that they have to have but they 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 say like it's it's the master's program if we're struggling we're going to pretty much have have you accepted they will tell you that too to your face it depends on the program i was at smu i did smu private white predominantly white i went to unt when it was predominantly white and then turned into a hispanic serving institution so that change was was unique so you saw a lot more programs coming up about you know predominantly hispanic culture and you have to have someone at the top that cares and wants to change. To that 14-year-old, unfortunately, that just, that's just a bad teacher. But how many times are we going to play savior to the, to, the, to the white people's feelings when they don't take 10 minutes to hear our side and hear it out? Because when we are having these conversations, and I'll tell you this, I work at a very popular, don't blur my face, I don't care, but I work at a very popular company, and I was pushing the DEI initiatives. My first boss was like, this is great. I'm so glad you're here. We need the change. Like, a lot of people need to see themselves, and I'm like, oh, you get it. You get it, and you support me. I feel supported in my environment. That leadership changed. So first year, I did Black History Month. I had Black History around the building. Second year, I did Black History Month. Spent all of my time putting up everything so that all of my people, my employees felt included. Came back, it was all scraped down. I had an email that said, uh, you are no longer pushing DEI initiatives. We'll talk about it when you come back on Monday. Hmm. What did I do wrong? And I recycled the decorations. So I know it was up last year. It was good last year. This year, what happened? I came in. I said, what's going on? You need to speak with HR. Why? And I told my boss that he's, I, I don't want to talk about it. You just need to talk to HR. And I said, no, 
I need to understand why my decor is taken down. Because for LGBTQ, the, the Pride Month, we ran a, a rainbow from the front of the building to the back of the building. That was not ripped up. That was not ripped up. Nothing was ripped down. So I'm chasing, I'm chasing because I own my voice. So I'm chasing around the building trying to figure out why was my decor taken down, right? So I go to HR. Did not want to have a conversation. HR is also a black woman. And to that point, there's another problem when black people know the struggle, but they're comping to, to save face because they want to keep their Good position. Job. I understand that fully. Self-preservation. But when you're a black person in a good position, you need to be an ally. So I call out people who are like, you just saw what happened. And to her, to, to her point, she was like, somebody took them down. I'm not sure who, but we couldn't have them up. And I was like, that's funny because I was told by the site lead that you took them down. So now you as HR is telling me that somebody took them down. She goes, okay, well, my team took them down. Okay, so now we're getting to the truth. That's fair. I said, why were they taking down? And the way our building is set up, it's like glass panels, right? And then past the glass panels is like a security wall and like small doors. So her next excuse was your decor, which was little like power fist stickers and like afros, was blocking the view for security. I said, security that sits behind a wall? I was not getting the truth. So I leave that office and I go back to his. I said, listen, DEI is not comfortable, but you need to be able to have those conversations. As a black woman who works under you, you ripping my decor down during the month that we're supposed to celebrate our, our, our excellence and us getting to this point, you have, he was like, it wasn't supposed to be all over the building. I'm not comfortable with having black history in my building. And that was said to me directly. And I said, Okay, but it's not, it. it's not about you. Right, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And I, appreciate, I said, you know what? I appreciate you for being honest. I said, but it's not about you. Yeah. You leave all your political <laughs> thoughts and viewpoints at the turnstiles because you represent a diverse collective of employees. Man. So what I need you to do is I need you to put all that back, pull all that back in and understand that now as I work under you and I understand where your mindset is on black history, I'm uncomfortable working with you. And I'm not the only one because they left it up for everybody to see. So when they came in and black history was white, they said, what happened to the black history decorations? And I said, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. I no longer work at that building, but trust and believe everybody in the company heard from me. That's good. And that, the lady that, that backed him and his decision, he threw her under the bus. And so I like, I, it's like, I don't know. I just think that we have, to your point, and, and you were talking about the marches earlier. I actually organized a few marches in Dallas when all that happened. And yeah. right after that, I organized a voter registration block party. Which Why? I, which actually was in a lot of the marches. Like, yeah. Like a lot, they like, showed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they showed a lot up. Of the marches, yeah. They, you know, Yeah. And it's there's and I and I will I won't be in another room of diverse people to say this, but I know there's a lot within the black community that we do need to work on because a lot a lot of people say, well, you know, Martin Luther King back then they did this. And this. Yeah, they did what they had to work with. We have so much to work with. We have a lot of the knowledge that we need to make changes. And if we're not even showing up at the polls to get the people at the top out, why are we having these conversations? We might as well just say, oh, well. But then we want to uproar and, and march, but then we don't go to the next steps. And that's what's frustrating. It's that's like, I, like you want to love, love in our community and say we need to make a change and make a difference. But we only rally like for the big stuff. 
Yeah. The we rally for the yes. We need momentum, but we need the momentum that we're like, hey, here's the knowledge. You want to change? You want these laws? Blah blah blah. This person is going to make that happen. But you voted for Greg Abbott again. Yeah, yeah. It's, you it's, voted it's, for it's, Greg it's Abbott. Like facts. that's 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 literally uh, a wow. Is, is, that, is, that, is that is that his is that his motion? This is, is him. No, he actually oh. almost ran me over in the Capitol as I was giving a tour to the kids in his wheelchair. And I will say this: this I have a personal. That's he's, crazy. He walk. Do you? He's disabled. He's disabled. I've only ever seen him sitting. That's why. Because he's in a wheelchair. That's why. Oh, wow. He can only sit. That's what's ironic about it. Because when I tell you, I was like, yo, that's Greg Abbott, y'all. Like, and the kids were like, Greg Abbott. And I was like, calm down. Bring it down. But I will say this, and and, and I'm dead serious. I did not know. You that. didn't know he was all the clips I've watched. It was him sitting down, and everyone else was also sitting down. Oh, you probably saw the podium up. The po- I always see the podium up. And understand this. And understand this. Even when it, even when it neg- negatively affects them, aka Greg Abbott, who's in a wheelchair, he's still holding on to. To, to his privilege over what he needs as a disabled That's person. So, and I then, give her a bite. Wait, 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 wait. I'm not bang, done because let me bang, tell you what pissed bang, me off the most. Bang, bang. I have, <laughs> I have students who would show up who would need um, the elevator, the chairlifts into the Capitol so I could show them, hey, this is the state Capitol, blah, blah, blah. This is the Senate. This is the House, right? Because it's like a lot of stairs. None of it was working except for Greg Abbott's personal um, elevator in the back. So I would go there twice a week and I would say, can we get these work? Can we drop a ticket? Like, I know how this works. And they were like, unfortunately, no, it's not working this week. So I'm like, so I have to go in there, take pictures, come back and explain to the students what they're missing out on when their governor is in a wheelchair. So I got to the point was like, give me, give me Greg Abbott's elevator. Take me there. And they're like, you, you don't have access to that. I said, well, somebody, tell him to come out here and tell, take him himself. Because at this point, I find it pretty rude. Like, if I'm in a, say I'm a kid in a wheelchair, who looks up to Greg Abbott? And I show up and I'm like, Greg Abbott. And you can't even go and see where he does his job. He doesn't, like, like. Okay, if you ever find yourself in that situation, um, the American with Disabilities Act states that every single location that is made available to the public must comply with specific ordinances and laws. And if you find yourself being discriminated against as a non-fully able person and you have voiced your concerns and the organization is refusing to comply with federal law, you can make a federal complaint. Like the Texas State Capitol. (laughs) And you can watch them argue it right there on the floor. Indeed, indeed. Great plug. Call Flint. 1-800-94-Flint. Who is Greg Abbott? Huh? Who is Greg Abbott? You mean who? What, what's his role? The governor. G- yay! Yeah. He, yes! That's what I would do with the kids. Because <laughs> you said you didn't know if he was a McGovern. What'd you call him? Mayorver? It, it was a joke. It was a joke. He's, He's in a wheelchair, too. He knew. Yeah, he, knew. It was a joke. he just Googled. He just pulled up pictures of well, Greg no, Abbott I in a wheelchair. <laughs> To confirm the chair. No, 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 no. He, yeah, I saw you I, Google. I didn't a lie. Not that I, I don't think y'all are lying. I was just like, yo, man, am Mitch, I going crazy? And what's, and, what's, and what's interesting, just to prove, just to be on your side just a little bit, just a teensy weensy bit. As he was scrolling, a lot of those pictures, <laughs> you know, right there. That's you know fair. what I'm saying? 
That's fair. You know what I'm saying? That's fair. I just see the debate and argue people yeah. from the from the from the wooden chair yeah. and you say in the Congress, right? That's that's yeah. fair. That's it all I see. It, it was it wasn't a lot of hair that's space. That's fair. I think that was on my points. All right. All right, we got we got somebody else that want to come to the hot seat. Oh my gosh! There we go. Let's get to it. Shout Maya Black, Maya, did you also want to come? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We got a couple of people. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm trying to gauge who else. Yeah, she wants to be. That's why I invited her. That's awesome. Um, I don't know. I just I wanted to give a different perspective. So I currently go to a university, and we do have a DEI like program. What university? I don't want to say. Oh, you want to say? I don't want to say because what I'm what I'm gonna say. I don't want it to negatively affect me. Um, <laughs> what I'm saying is. But I, I will say that, like, at least at my university, it is in full effect. Like, I can tell through the curriculum. I can tell through the books I have to buy. Some of them, I, some, of the, some of the things that we go through and talk about in my classes, I, I necessarily don't think that it is. I think that some of it is discriminative. Um, I had a situation last week where it, it, it turned into a, like, white versus it was very intense and very uncomfortable when it didn't need to be and i think that just my professor they are you had an experience where it wasn't like that mine is completely opposite like the professors are mainly white and they are they probably were all in the march i'm telling you like they're they're for all of the diversity equity inclusive all of it and i'm for it too um but i, I do think part of some of it is discriminative Towards, that towards white, I'm sorry, towards white, towards white people. No, the what what we are having to, what we are learning because of the policies at my university. What are you, what are you learning? That's discriminative. Um, I think it's, I think it's just the, it's not, it's not equal, right? If we're gonna have um, certain books by certain authors and like, um, or even because it's um like a mental health program. So if we're going to have it by certain authors, then I, th I think we should just not only have it by one race. And the race right now has been only black. Um, and I think that's awesome. But I, I, that's what I'm saying. I think it's just it's just not equal. It's just, it's just not. Um, Keyword, right? Keyword was right now. Are you at a black university? No, I'm at a mainly white university. Oh, so you may be like, that might be a singular experience. Maybe, maybe, but let me be honest, like, Keep it above, like, there are, in my cohort, there are a lot, um, I'd say in my cohort, half is black, I'd, I'd say about half is black, the cohort's not big, though, it's, we're, we're small, um, I'd say about half is black, and I'd say that in the black community, like, we, we were kind of told last week that if, pretty much, if you're white, your voice is not, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And I think that's what a white professor told to the white kids. Yes, y'all. Yes. That only that it's not a bad thing. Huh? I'm sorry. The topic was about race. What was come on. what was happening come with on, the, that conversation? On, what was said about white people can't talk about race? I don't understand. Like the, what was said in the conversation was was that honestly the professor was asking a, us as a class we watched a video that she was asking us as a class what was your reactions that was it and because of the reaction and the reaction came from a white person it, it kind of erupted into this whole thing what was the reaction now, of the, what was the reaction no, no, the, the reaction 
What did they say? Mind you, before I say the reaction, I agree oh, with it. Here we go. I was going to oh. say the same thing. She just said it first, and it's a different it's a different response. Because what was the reaction? What did she say? All she said was that the person that was speaking was speaking in generalizations, and they were. And she was saying, so that kind of lost me, and it did. That's all she said. It turned into you as a... What was said? What was said in the video? Well, well let's let's yes, just let, let her finish. Yeah, it. I'm trying to get context, bro. It's very vague right now. For sure, let her finish. Maybe you should give more details. Uh, in the and, and to be honest, half of the video, like I said, he was speaking very generally. He was, I think, he was saying that like all black people have been at the bottom and like it was it was something it was something like that. And at the end, no, at the end of the day, all black people have and all nothing have. That, that's what I'm trying to say. That was the whole point. Her reaction was, the general listeners, like, he lost me. A white person said that was generalized. And no, yeah, yeah, because he was making statements about black and white people as well. Uh-huh. And so in, in, in the video, he was making statements about some white people. And she was like, I don't identify with that. You know, and so she was saying it was a generalization. And I was like, no, nah, I agree with you. But it turned into a, a much bigger thing. And from that, my professor said, if you're feeling like your voice that maybe usually be predominant uh, dominant is, is not in this room, then that's okay. And I, and yeah, I, that's perfectly fine for your professor to say. I don't think that that's okay. I think that why are we in this program? Say that one more time. That my professor was saying, my professor said that if, if your voice isn't dominant in this classroom, then that's okay. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It can be okay, but not if that's not what you said the first day of class. It's not okay. No, it's not. That's no, no. Then what are we having a class for? What are we that in here in diversity for? Yeah. You're not dominating the couple. I have, a, I have an issue with that. You did. So, how did I misrepresent it? So, 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 I think, I I think the problem here is it's not, it, it, it first sounded as if you were saying your professor was saying her voice didn't matter. Now it sounds like you're saying your professor didn't matter because she's white. No, 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 no. Okay, yeah, I got you. That was the first statement. But now, 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 Dominant. And so was she loud when she was saying this? Oh, I'm sorry, the, the, professor, white girl. the professor or the, the, the white girl? The, the, yeah, the white no, girl. she was very calm. She What so gave she, off the domineering uh nothing. That's where I'm getting to. Nothing. It just turned into a so race. So was he saying oh, wait, wait, what she didn't mean it to be a race thing? So was you were watching a video about race. Yeah, but it turned into but it turned into about a racial thing. Guys, you gotta let me finish. It's within okay. the two students that were speaking, it turned into that. When all she was doing was re- giving her reaction because that's what the professor asked the So, but what was the video about? What was the video about? What was the video about? Uh, the, video, the video was about giving therapy to black families. That's what the video was about. You got to come on the mic if you want to ask a question. You got to come on the mic if you want to ask a question. Faith, if you could come right over here. Yeah, right over here. No, no, no. No, no, yeah. Y'all, y'all could actually dialogue. I'm going to go to bathroom. That's really what it was. He didn't really want you on the show. He just wanted to go to pee. Go, go use the restroom, sir. Hey, no, it's it. It's on. Speaking to it. I just had a question. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait. Shh. Shh. You want me to hold it? Oh, yes. I'm not going to hold it. Anyways. <laughs> um, okay, so my question was, you're saying that there's dialogue going on between two students. Mm-hmm. You're telling us what the white girl said. Mm-hmm. And then you're saying it turned into a race thing between the two students. What did the other students say? The other students said that 
what the, the white girl, I hate calling her the white girl, but the white girl, I don't want to say her real name. Um, <laughs> meaning, like, I know her name, I just, I would never call her the white, anyway. Um, the white girl said that, you know, he's making a lot of generalizations, and it's just, for me, I wish that we would, because of the way our policy is and how, yeah, we're supposed to be including minorities, that when we talk about race, it's only a black and white thing. You know, and that, that's what she was saying. You know, and then the the professor was like, well, I think that your reaction is not that, like, I think there's a bigger picture than your reaction. And then the black girl was saying, the, pretty much echoing the same things, but then it went to like, you as a white woman is this, it just went somewhere where it didn't need to go. And I think that I understand, I'm sorry, like we just don't ever do that in my program. So I definitely felt like it was it was it was because it was a white person saying those things. Obviously, if I had said the same sentiments as she had said, I would have gotten a different reaction. I wouldn't have got the reaction. And I said that. You know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Getting it right now a little bit for me. I'm not gonna it is what it is. I'm sorry. If we're no, if we are in a program and we are trying to do the best that we we are trying to if the best minds come together, why Why would I want to not hear from you? I don't so, understand that part. Okay. Especially if you set the tone that from the beginning we are all going to be so able it, to speak. What it sounds like, though, to me is that the teacher said something which was, it's okay if your voice in this setting isn't dominant. That, to me, is okay because she's not saying it doesn't matter. What it sounds like is the student who rebuttaled rebuttaled from a place that maybe wasn't very personal so to me that doesn't sound like the teacher made it that way it was the way that the dialogue between the two students went i think the teacher made it that way because she set the tone like moving forward i know now like it's and it's yeah honestly this specific white girl like her view isn't even like her view isn't even dominant like her her experience is very different than you know what I'm sure people think in that class of her. But I will say, like, moving forward, I know that what I have to say is going to be minimalized. Like, that's what I took from what the professor said. And it's fine, because I know what to say to move around to get my degree and move on, but I'm telling you every other white person in that room is going to do the same thing now that you've said that. So maybe I'll give a different analogy. So a few, uh, like, uh, maybe like four or five years ago, I was challenged by one of my friends to uh, volunteer at, um, at some sort of, like, um, I can't. A uh, 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 woman. Look, can I say certain words? Yep. White. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's not it. Uh, uh, I was. I was. Can I? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So me, me, and my, me and one of my friends, um, we were talking about just the essay culture on college campuses. And so I had a very male perspective at that point. And she challenged me, said, hey, go and um, volunteer at some sort of essay program, essay shelter. And so I chose one in the Dallas area. There's one. Um, it's called Darcy. Um, it's an acronym. Can't say the acronym because Mitchell will have a fit. Um, but so one of the first things that they taught me at this center was essentially that as a man, I have to understand the, not that my voice is not important, but in this conversation, my voice cannot be the loudest. Because the first thing I have to do if I want to be an advocate is I have to allow myself to not be a part of the conversation, but to be educated. And sometimes that means Instead of talking with someone, I am talked to. 
and and the reason why that's very important is because when you encounter um, someone who who is who is a part of a marginalized demographic, um, someone who has been a part of a a culture, society, people group that has literally been targeted systematically, or in this case, at the at the at, at the center, um, their voice has been ignored. Their natural, their, their, the natural progression of being ignored and, and being silenced and being discriminated against is going to be some level of, of anger. And if you only deal with the anger, you miss the root. And so it's, it's not okay to not listen to people. But I think if you want to be an advocate, and I'm not sure what you were studying, um, but if it was some sort of thing that, 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 that directly relates to serving people and it, it, it was mental health. Mm-hmm. So if it's Which mental health, everybody, not just yeah. yeah. If it's, it's mental health, a part of people's mental health is how they deal with the pressures from society. So if how can how can you realistically serve somebody who is a part of an oppressive group? Right, they're black, they're a woman, and they are under a certain you know uh, um, income level. Right, they're black. They're a man. They are a recidivized of ex ex con. How can you actually serve and hear them out if you are not willing to listen to their pain, even if it's uncomfortable? So it's not about not being heard, but it's about hey, in this conversation, there's a point of this discussion process, whatever, where your voice actually does not have a place in a specific part. Not that it doesn't have a place holistically, but in this piece, you have to sit down and listen. Because when you listen, yeah, you got to learn. Can I? I hear you. You hear me, but like, but like, but like, can, 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 I, can I give another, can I, can I, can I give it just another example? So another one thing, are, are you okay? Or like, what's, what's my limit, Mitchell? You have a limit, bro. Keep going. So one of the things that like, I was, I was educated on was like, Women and, y- and y'all can y'all can confer if y'all want to, if if this is right or wrong. Women when they go out, she was saying I have to be mindful how I wear my hair, because if somebody were to attack me, my hair could be a possibility of a uh, 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 way for them to, to 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 hold and control me, right? So then she was like, also what I have to be mindful of is where I park. She was like, do you think about where you park? I was like, yeah, I don't want to get told. She was like, that's not what I'm talking about. I don't part and, and like as she kept going, it was like, dang, like this is it's opening my eyes to not just what you're going through, but how it makes you feel. With that being said, like when you talk about how somebody is limited in their speech, they weren't limited though. Based, they were limited. Wait, 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 wait. I'm not. I'm not. Okay, you're not talking about that. Talking about that isolated situation. I'm just okay. saying in general, like, like, because you, you, you even mentioned the whole thing about, you know, what I'm saying SA, and I'm like, I'm like, you, 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 you you've, you've umbrellaed the concept of SA and said, well, when we're talking about this, the loudest voice in the room has to have this demographic and this skin color or slash this gender. Yeah, I'm not with that, fam. Like. How I wait. About, I said what? Wait, wait. Okay, so you said that there's spaces for your voice not to be heard. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. I said no. He didn't, he didn't say didn't that. Say he that. said it. Oh. He said that Sorry. in in certain conversations, whose voice is the loudest is based on who is the person being oppressed. Now, I, mind you, I'm. I'm you may you may have misunderstood me. Keep going though. 
Oh, that's okay. okay, okay. So, 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 what I'm saying is, it's not. Was, you talk about women being. Like, I'm, I'm saying who, it's, it's it's less about who's the loudest. It's more about at this juncture, what voice is more important right now. But can well, like, I that's, say that's what I'm trying to say, fam? Like when we're talking about issues and then how issues affect people. Yeah. I, when we're talking about that, like, so is 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 a um, white person who shares the same thought as you because they're white in the conversation of race. Now their voice shouldn't be as loud as which the is, next person's. Yeah, which is what's happening. That's interesting. That's interesting. I'm just saying that's interesting because as, as 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 I'm as like I said, as I'm seeing it, I think that there are advantages to that in certain circumstances, and there's disadvantages to that in certain circumstances. Like for example, those same voices need to be heard within the same groups of people that look like them. And so, yes, absolutely, I think that conversation is necessary. It, it sounds good right now until we start talking about the aspect of white men who feel oppressed. Okay, bet. Okay, so, and, yeah, we, and like I said, so, 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 the, automatically okay. the thing is, oh, well, you know, they're not. So the same thing y'all are accusing them of, you're just you're doing already right now. So, to you, so, so let me clarify the let me clarify the point. I'm so, not so, saying so whose voice should I'm be not, the loudest. I'm, I'm not saying about, in totality of the conversation, your voice cannot be the loudest. But I'm, I'm saying, saying yeah, and so I'm it, saying in a in, in a in a specific part of the conversation. I think sometimes, and let me say it like this, sometimes to understand somebody, you have to be intentional about listening. When I hear you said, the, the, the girl said, that's, that's not my experience, or I don't identify with that. And my, my, first, my first thought was, I that's cool. Yeah. But let me help you understand yeah. that if you're going to serve all people, you do need to have a different perspective with people who do. And that's why I'm saying, like, I feel like because it was super, like, emotionally charged, they really, like, actually didn't understand what she was saying. She was saying that let's talk about this from the black perspective, from Latino, from everything, because she was saying the whole point of the program is we only do it black and white. And we, and, and this course is about minorities in general, not sure, just sure. black. And, and I, and, and I agree with that. I agree with that. We're all professionals. I'm sorry. I, I will say you have kind of changed what things have that conversation. What, I, I do agree I did, with that. I point. did say that she said we can't just keep it black and white. I said that. I said that. She said that. So yeah, so yeah, what 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 what, what she quoted was basically no, saying that hey, you can't speak in generalization. It's, it's, it sounds very general. I don't, I don't think I don't think you it, like outwardly said black white, but you said it became a race conversation when she mentioned generalizations. But the generalizations, as you're communicating, was black and white. It's the like generalizations it, that she wishes that we would only not just do black and white, and that in the video it was making generalizations about black and white. For sure. And she was saying, for me, I don't identify that, and I oh, I wish we could also there's other cultures in this room we should open it up yeah. because especially a program, as a mental health professional yes because our program always clients. tells us to open it up and we don't ever that's but that's the whole thing it's it's a whole it's 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 completely not in alignment because our program tells us to open up and we're supposed to be doing this for all minorities but then we don't we don't talk about other minorities and that 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 is the issue i'm just saying that once that happened my professor did respond if your voice is not dominant then that's okay because your voice outside of the room is predominantly dominant and she was saying that because she's white so your professor was saying you. In, in other words, your professor was trying to get her to understand. Hey, you don't need to dominate right now. You need to listen. For sure, I just don't think that that was the right place to do that because I, I would, well, I would have said because I would have I was saying the same thing she was saying. I was saying I would. I mean, I would say yeah. Like, what's wrong with listening? There's nothing wrong with listening, but they weren't listening to her. I, again, I think he was trying to get her to understand that although you don't identify, 
listen to a, a voice that is typically the smaller that's, voice. That's supposed to represent all black in the room. Yeah, in look, my, in look, that look, room. Look, no, I say, that's, that's what it look, is. Look, that's look, what look. it is. The, the, the person <laughs> represents all the black people in that room. That's why I don't ever say anything because I, I don't know what it is. Say it. That's I, even a problem say, for I, me, I, too. I, I, I mean, it is a problem, but look, fam, I'm not going to get my. I get it. I get it. But say that for like other stuff. Like, we're talking about university, fam, college. Bro, like, they I, are the, I save enjoy, it for what? They're the I enjoy cut rope. Like, like being able to debate, being able to get diverse thought, being able to get diverse thought from diverse types of people. Yeah. That is what college is yeah. for. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't try and to so, silence the voice though. Yeah, I'm not. Like, like, wait, what, 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 I'm, what I'm saying? Like, I, it felt silencing the day. Yeah. I wasn't there. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say, yeah, we weren't there, but the way you're representing it, it doesn't sound like it was But what that, what that is telling her in the future is. Whenever we're talking about something like this, hey, just take a back seat. Mind you, and all the and other so, white people in there, I know they're just saying stuff just to go along. They they probably think the same. I'm telling you, like the way yeah, she said not, it up look, now. Look. Oh, we're not. That's what I'm to say. So is this like reverse racism about? or something? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, what, no, what, 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 the question was a discriminated. I think it was a bit discriminative. Yeah. I, I to think, her. I think to her. I think in that situation, what, that, what did they take away from her in that moment? No, is that what discrimination is? I thought this. What did they that. limit? What like what like I'm not saying that's what discrimination. Her, but like, her, what her, what her, did they take away? When you talk about take a backseat in the conversation, what it, you're uh, limiting speech. They they have a backseat to the conversation because they don't on the mic. Is that discrimination? You say what? No, but in this situation, they the audience is taking a backseat to this conversation. They no, just listening. In this situation, they don't limit her speech. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But you have the ability to come forth and speak. You could be invited to come speak. Yeah, like, and like I said, like I said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking an issue. Like I said, I'm not taking an issue. I'm not, like I said, I, y'all are, y'all are focusing on this specific conversation. I'm saying, as I'm looking at universities in general, the fact that because of how I look or what I am in gender is telling me that, hey, in this specific conversation, make sure you take a back seat. I'm like, I have an issue with that. Not not you're treating it, it as a blanketed even, statement. Bro, like, and I'm, not, I'm not trying to make it blanketed, but that's how it gets treated in universities. Mm-hmm. I can't speak to that, bro. Like I, I'm not. But, in every that's university. what it is now. So I'm not gonna speak to that. If you think you can as represent, I know it is. As universities are left, like for example, like if 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 I'm in a university and you're talking about LGBTQ issues, mm-hmm. they're gonna tell people oh. who aren't of that to take a back seat. Am I wrong? Yeah. Look, I'm, I'm, look, look, look. What's wrong about that? I, I didn't come here to get a degree in this I like, I may have something to offer. I did my differing thought What's and opinion. Okay. Okay. I'm, if I'm, I'm not. Hey, yeah. yeah. T, can we switch? Come on, come on, the brilliant. Absolutely. Uh, whoever, whoever. Why, look, 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 look. Obviously, obviously, obviously. Mm-hmm. When we're talking about professionals, why? Because I'm a professional musician. Like, like I put the time in for this, and so obviously, I have more to offer to the conversation. But College is where you become a professional. And so as you're becoming that and gaining that, that is where you need the most diversity of thought. And so when we're limiting something in the place where you're becoming something and saying, hey, well, just know that when you get to the real world, I'm just, I'm just like, I'm like, it's college? I was like, say that for that somewhere else. That's what I meant by that. College is where you're supposed to be diverse. But you learn in college, and sometimes you learn. I get it. I, I, I get. I get it. I like. Ideal. I'm saying ideally, practically, obviously, practically, it's not that. I, I get it. I get it. 
Absolutely cool, cool. That's cool. Which is okay. a thought. Okay, let's get let's get let's, let's get guess, to the but, but, but also, Mitch, but also, Mitch, but also Mitch, with, with that as well. Mitch, in, let's in get the, to the next person on the hot seat because we go ahead, go ahead. we got time. I, I'm not trying to cut no, you off. You good, you good, you good. Yeah, go ahead, go, go ahead. Afterwards, get, some, get a drink. Hot seat is really hot. What's going on? Hey guys, hey guys, let's let's bring the volume down. If you're not on the hot seat, let's let's listen. Let's listen. It's a lot going on. Let's refresh. Um. I have a couple different thoughts, but I wanted to confirm that this is a conversation specifically about institutions, colleges, uh, universities, in the idea of equity, diversity, and, and inclusion, inclusion, right? Sure, yeah. Okay. Um, just want to make sure. I feel like we are trying to have a conversation, which I think is great. We're trying to have a conversation about something that is already very gray. Someone mentioned that earlier. Yeah. It's a very, very gray, a yeah. very, very nuanced area. Yeah. And to your point, Mitch, if, it, uh, if it's for a space of merely debate, I think this is extremely healthy. I Facts. think that it yeah. is very, very necessary for the spaces of college, for the spaces of university, for the spaces of new thought, um, building bridges, all the things. I think that's necessary. However, I also want to clarify, is this also a space of thought in this conversation about university, college, all the things amongst our faith? Amongst a relationship with Christ Jesus. I'm just trying to make sure. Yeah, we love the Lord. Okay, just making sure. Um, <laughs> she did check us. She I'm did just check trying us. to Warning. make sure. Warning. Oh, no. Warning. Y'all didn't, didn't, didn't catch it. I did. Yeah, yeah. Um, Talk to us. Another thing in this nuanced space, very gray, gray space, is... On the level of institutionalized education, uh -oh. what I find in this room is we have got to get involved. Facts. This conversation is great for conversation and That's debate involved, in this man. room, yeah. but I'm thankful that you mentioned that we have to show up. Yeah. We... The whole wheelchair situation is a whole nother something. But the whole what? The wheelchair. Um, with Greg Abbott hey. being in the wheelchair. Hey, However, um, <laughs> I, I want to say in this nuanced space that even for our governor's situation, he chooses uh -huh. to live in his white male privileges. For sure. His classism privileges. For sure. And... Uh, what he, well, I don't know the man, but what it can appear to be yeah. is that he chooses to then ignore the things that so directly affect him because they don't show up in the same box yeah. that he does that's of good. money, class, race. Okay, yeah, that's good. That's that's just necessary to know, but. Because this is so nuanced, and because I, can, I can't say that anymore, because we cannot blanket this space. There's a book, oof, I want to remember the title. I want to say it's Right Color Wrong Culture. 
I think somebody check me if if necessary. Um, but it talks so so much about. Um, I think Mitch mentioned it, someone else said it earlier as well, about people showing up in spaces where we may look the same, but we have two very, very different experiences. And so what we have to challenge ourselves, and this is a great conversation, it's a great opener, all the things, but we have to leave here and show up. And not only show up into those spaces just so, even in this last hot seat situation, about uh, voices being silenced or things being dominant or you need to speak and you need to be quiet. None of that matters if we are not connecting. And on the institutional level, it has to be in a space where we, again, show up. There are people that are operating in fear because of their level of power, because their level of class, because of the way that they look. There's this, there's a space of white tradition, culture, all the things that they are trying to protect. And we as humans, we as beings that have souls, we like to be tribal. We want to self-preserve. But what we, but what we don't recognize in the nuance is that just because we look alike, we don't have the same experience. And so just in the same way that I can be, I got a twin in this room, (laughs) but I don't know this young lady. We have the same outfit on, literally. But I don't know her life. I don't know her story. I don't know where she was born, but we could very easily, taking out race, taking out ethnicity, they could be like, they are the same person, copy, paste. That does not give any humanistic presence to either of us. Yeah, that's good. And so what's sad is institutions are businesses. Yeah. They want numbers. They want blankets. They like boxes. Come on. And when it comes to us being believers... We have got to divorce ourselves from operating in those spaces culturally because we are not the same. Exactly. And we will never be the same. When one of us is gone, one of us is gone. Not, I'm sorry. I was about to cry for a second. But I think that even in the space of, again, it being a white, and only black situation, it doesn't matter culture, it doesn't matter creed, it doesn't matter age. That's a whole thing. We have to give dignity to each other. We have to be willing to listen. Mm -hmm. We have to be willing to grant grace. We have to be willing to be uncomfortable. And uh, it's really, really hard for me. It's, but we also have to recognize that universities and institutions don't care about that. For sure. They are interested in the money. And so, so, I don't know. I think that there is just a lot of passion in this room that I love. And I get excited about, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, this conversation is beautiful. But it don't need to just stay in this room. 
And um, I, so I don't necessarily have a question, but I had thoughts of just like, I hope this is a space of challenge. Um, I hope that y'all are proud of what y'all continue to do with this because it does open up conversation. I just hope, I really, really hope that it, it grants a new thought of dignity being given to people. Um, and yeah, that, 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 that truly is the goal. It's kind of like, so last week we had a um, person who was, uh, very much involved in like PTA and as a solution based podcast, like of course we talk things through, but it's like, all right, what are the steps? What are the next steps? What are the actions? And we ended that podcast for sure with, all right, bet you don't have to be a parent teacher to even be in the PTA. You so don't, go get I, I am, PTA, right? I currently am. And I don't have any kids Indeed. in okay. the school district. Yeah. So, so absolutely. I, now I, I think that, uh, one of the takeaways for sure for this in the actionables is, um, no matter what your thought is, no matter what your objective is, vote. You know what I'm saying? Like, like allow, um, obviously, democracy to, to take its full capacity, but also understand that um, <coughs> when a people group like black people are limiting their ability and their consistency in voting, then it's harder to make it a thing of our, we're not being heard when the opportunity for you to be heard is not being portrayed or even um, put into action itself. So I, 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 I think voting is one, but also having the uncomfortable conversations. And as much as I acknowledge, look, there's one, th there's one thing I do acknowledge. It's almost like uh, in conversations of race, commonly in my experience, I've had to play the bigger brother role. I've had to, I've had to play the bigger man role. Like I, it's it's almost like default. You're gonna take some L's in this conversation. There's some things that are gonna be said that they've said in front of their friends mm -hmm. that they've never actually said in front of a black person before, and therefore it's gonna be uncomfortable when you hear it. But don't initially respond. There's they're gonna say things they might. I, I've I've been in rooms where people have even like like dropped the N word right in a joking manner, and I'm like, okay, what's more important? My logic or my heart right now? Because I could literally take, the, take over this and then discredit them, disqualify them, tell them how they're... I'm like, all right, but... Or should I preserve the relationship? Should I preserve the opportunity, right? And I've definitely had to play that role multiple times in showing grace. And I, I, I think that <laughs> understanding that in these conversations for the black community, you're going to have to take that role. Like, we, we got to play a gracing role. You know, and grace is some getting giving something that they do not deserve. Mm -hmm. Like like they don't deserve the response of, you know what I'm saying, keeping mellow, keeping peace, keeping calm, keeping all that stuff. But I, th I think I think I think what it more plays into is the aspect of what it means to be in the character of Christ. And yeah. to, well, but go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. And I and I also wanna like yes. But I also want to give space to the idea of like, I think in sometimes these conversations, and I've kind of heard it a little bit since we've been in here, is that we will focus also on merely the completely other end of the spectrum. Like it's the people who can be either overt or ex extremely like um, blatant in their whatever their position is, rather than giving more thought or consideration to those who are actually doing some work that do come from across the street from us, no matter what 
color they are, no matter what ethnicity that they are, and choosing to like surround ourselves with the actual relationships or the actual actual connections that will nurture both of us and in the grace people don't know what they don't know and i'm not talking about the complete opposite side of the spectrum because they don't even care but there are people that are more in proximity to you on the spectrum that don't look like you and didn't come from where you come from even those that do look like you and don't come from where you come from that need to be a part of the conversation and so you need to then grapple yourself to them and then move forward. But I think as a believer, as a body, as a bodily, that ain't right, as, as a, a, a body that holds the Holy Spirit, you have to be willing to die to yourself in the things that can grow um, very rage-like or um, can just be fleshly. You know, that can just be fleshly in the idea. But I think that, like, we all have to come into the conversation willing to not just yell at our oppression. Because let me tell you, it's real. I'm not discrediting it. I'm not trying to look past it or look over it. But there is a space where it's like, I can also come into this room ready to learn something, too. For sure. And I think that's the, you know, that's the part that we got to. I, we were talking about this weekend. I really feel like the church has like relinquished a lot of its power and responsibility in addressing racism because I think we have a formula and a roadmap that the world doesn't have to addressing hurt and healing. You know what I'm saying? I feel like as as believers, the Lord gives us a very um, specific and unwavering um, designed to addressing how you forgive and how you reconcile with somebody, right? Like you said, it's uh, it's gonna look like playing the bigger brother, and 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 a lot of times what I hear is I don't feel like it's my responsibility to go and and be the first to the table, and I think that's tough because that's a very carnal, that's a very worldly perspective. I understand it, I can I even recognize it, I can identify with it a little bit, but I think. It's tough to do that and really, really desire true reconciliation. I think the church really does have to realize we have to lead um, in this conversation for, for sure. sure. Indeed. Next. Hi. What's popping? Hello. Hi, my name is Erin. Uh, I work in diversity, equity, and inclusion, and it's my passion. There we I go. Love it so much. Why you wait so long? We, huh? need, we need you up here an hour ago. To listen, I wanted to see what was in because you work. She in wanted to play the back seat. Okay, yeah, you I like wanna, to listen. I, I love it. Um, but I did want to uh, talk about the idea of white fragility. Thank you, sir. Uh, to talk about white fragility, I think a lot of times, especially working in DEI, when um. And by the way, uh, Robin D'Angelo, she actually talks very heavily about it. She has a book about it. Uh, a lot of people say that she coined the term as well. But um, a lot of people equate white fragility to white feelings. So it's like yeah. if, they, if they feel frustrated, if they feel like angry, and which they should, but honestly they should. But um, white fragility is a response above anything. Right. So it's a response to 
topics of racism. It's a response to topics of how they navigate the world. It's a response to their own history. Right. So a lot of times they're going to want to... Um, and again, this isn't to invalidate anybody or anything like that, but to deflect and be like, well, what about other people, you know? So it, it, it is a, a response to racial conversation. So that is what fragility is or white fragility is. It's not necessarily just white feelings. So real quickly, too. So it's, so it's not just feelings. It's feelings plus, um, what was the word you just used? Um, Deflection. It's feelings plus deflection, not just feelings. Right. Because th that's essentially why uh, Robin D'Angelo coined the term, because it's not just fragility. Mm -hmm. They're not just fragile. They're fragile. It's okay. Let her run away. It's fine. But uh, she's, they're fragile because whiteness, mm -hmm. you know, so it's not just <laughs> feeling, weird. you know, or how they feel, but it's because of their positioning as well. And, um, on, in regards to the collegiate level, um, I follow, uh, his name is Anthony Jack. And he talks about how um, access isn't inclusion. So it's like you're giving all of these people access to these colleges and things of that nature. Yeah. But it, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're included in those institutions. Uh, what people, it's funny because I went to UTA, I went to UT Arlington and people, and to go back to kind of like what Mitchell was talking about, about the DEI being practical, it is very practical because it says the quiet parts out loud. In a oh, sense of, good. in college, okay, for example, so you know spring break is coming up, right? Sure. Woo, all the college students, they're excited, they're ready to go, but we don't talk about those students who have access to those institutions and they don't got nowhere to go. You know what I'm saying? For yeah, spring yeah. break. During spring break, actually, a lot of colleges, they turn, they turn down the heat. Yeah. They turn it off. You know, yeah. they got no heat there. A lot of them, they close the dining halls. Yeah. I've heard yeah. students at UC Arlington, you know, I, I visit there often. They call spring break the Hunger Games. Yo, that's you wild. Know? Yeah, so it's like, that's practical. That's DEI in practice by going back to their, like, hey, um, I'm about to come up to UTA. Meet me at, over here. I'm going to come with some breakfast. <laughs> uh, but that, that's yeah. DEI. That's what I do on a daily basis. I have courageous conversation on a daily basis, and I put it into practice by how I move. So, so would you say that, because like I said, I, 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 in, 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 in me saying what I said, I definitely didn't want to discredit any workers or in a position mm -hmm. or anything being done. Mm -hmm. What I was saying is, is that by and large, I think, it, it would it will more be a concept than practicality because mm -hmm. when we talk about even who is being hired in those positions. Yes. So, so would you say that if you went to a um, conference where everyone mm -hmm. that worked DEI was there, like, would that be the same narrative? Like, like, would they really be looking for, like, how would you even know how to search for where diversity is lacking if you're the one who's not even the one who's diverse in the first place? And mm -hmm. so if that's the case, then, all right, are you actually seeking out who is diverse and saying, hey, man, so how are you not being taken care of? How mm -hmm. are you? Because, look, I went to, a, like I said, predominantly white school, and I was one of the numbers that was like, hey, man, we got one, right? Mm -hmm. and, and it's funny because a majority of us did not graduate because it was too expensive, right? And, mm -hmm. and that was literally the only reason why. It wasn't because of grades. It was, it was like it was, we, we, we legitimately couldn't afford the school we were going to that they wanted us to be at. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so for me, there were moments and instances. In fact, my 
I, t- I, t- I tell people all the time, that college was ignorantly racist, yes. right? And so because of that, they didn't even know what they didn't even know. They didn't even know what to look for. Mm-hmm. And so when I started saying things and speaking out against things, like they had no idea that what they were doing was racist. Yeah. You know, quick example, um, every year during Black History Month, the first chapel of every year, they would do a African-American heritage chapel right. in which basically there what they is. would do is <laughs> they'd have the black praise team come up yep. and sing during that one time in the whole year. Mm-hmm. Then they'd have a black pastor come in and speak during that one time in the whole year. Mm-hmm. I said, get rid of this. This is not my heritage. This is my culture. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they don't even know how to conflate the light. They don't even know how to dis- distinguish the two. And so when they have like um, the, the, uh, the Asian international heritage chapel, Oh, they came in their traditional robes. Mm-hmm. They were speaking in their language. They came in their songs and their instruments. I said, you're honoring their heritage. You're not honoring my heritage by giving me one day out the entire year. I said, if yeah. these songs are really that great, play Kurt Franklin throughout the year. Yeah. Let's, like, we keep talking about sin, let the Christmas thing. I want to hear some da- dance like David dance. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I was saying that to say, like, cool, I get it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm throwing Fred. <laughs> um, but I, I said to say, I, I, I still, I would, I would love to be convinced otherwise. Cause that, that means that, that means like, man, like, like not to say we missed out on something great, but like, like, do you believe that how you enacted or how mm-hmm. your colleagues enacted that's being done on a large scale? Absolutely not. But that's the reason why I chose this to do it. Yeah. To do it. It's because, and the thing is, I, I tell my colleagues all the time and you could show my face. <laughs> you hear me? Cause that's, this is how much I care about it. I know that being a part of DEI with the mindset that I have is a contradiction to what the company wants. Wow. You know, I, and I know that... Even though the position exists. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, and I know that I'm, I'm probably not going to climb the corporate ladder because of it. And I had to make peace with that. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it was... It, it's the... The point of the matter is on a national level DEI is a band-aid to what is a surgery issue we need to dismantle we literally need to dismantle some things you know we need to take some things out just like all right just like what surgery requires to literally rearrange to take it out to you know blood transfusions like you need to put some new blood in like you know what i'm saying and a lot of people or a lot of companies they just want diversity they just want the band-aid to, you know, like you said, just do African-American history, but, like, go ahead, like, woo, right. But no, absolutely not, like, and that's why a lot of people don't really bother with DEI to begin with for that reason. Indeed, indeed. Thank y'all. Well, thank, thank you, thank you, and thank you for what you do as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, well... If you take nothing from this conversation, y'all, we want you to understand that it is important to when from listen today, to people, that's no matter the background, no matter your experience. Take the time to listen and understand where people are coming from, and do your best to talk with people, not talk at This has been another episode of Black Men Do Talk. My name is Elisha. That is Mitchell. That is Caleb Berry. Like, share, comment, subscribe. Tell your mama, tell your daddy about us. We love y'all. We will see you next time.